Welcome to The Cherry Picker, the horror movie podcast where we like to kill people, but not really. I'm your host, Zach Cherry, and with me as always is... Eddie of Edward is Truth. And in this episode, we are <laughs> going over the entire Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise from... <sighs> 1974 to 2017 because the new one is coming out next week or in a few days from the Mm -hmm. release of this episode uh, on Netflix. So I'm mildly excited about that. Uh, that (laughs) This is not a franchise that I'm like super crazy about, but I know that you are obsessed I am. I'm literally, like, scared to talk about it because I'm in a very confined kind of window uh, on the podcast on YouTube, and I'm afraid I'm going to gesture emphatically and jump up and down and knock shit over. I'm just, I'm trying, I'm going to try very hard to contain myself physically. It will probably have to all channel vocally and maybe a lot of face, just a lot of, like, I'm going to be shocked probably at a lot of what you have to say. Yeah, this is, I was going to say, this is probably going to be a very contentious uh, debate between you and I, which is, it's fun when we get to these, because normally, like, we're pretty much, like, in agreement with a lot of things, so um, I'm, I'm prepared yeah. for it's, the worst, yeah. but I'm expecting the best, so um, what we're going to do is we're going to go through each movie uh, of, of the eight that are currently there, so that goes... Uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah. 2, or Part 2 from 1986, mm-hmm. Leatherface, mm-hmm. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 from 1990, uh-huh. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre The Next Generation, a.k.a. The Texas uh-huh. Chain, the Return of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The re- yes, uh, from yes. 1994. That was the original title, or 1997, yeah. whenever it was released. Uh, 97, depending. Yeah, yeah. Which, which which one it is, um, <laughs> and then the Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 2003, and then the Texas Chainsaw yes. Massacre: The Beginning from 2006. The <laughs> Texas Chainsaw 3D. Although I've seen in, uh-huh. in the actual like beginning of the movie, it just says the Texas Chainsaw Massacre on that as well. So that's 2013. Or just Texas Chainsaw. Isn't it just Texas Chainsaw? I think in the movie like it, said, weird... it said the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But it, like, it popped out at you in 3D. That, okay. um, and, then, and then Leatherface. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, and that was 2017. So there's like there's no... Like there's like the, every single title of these movies is the same. Like this is more confusing than the Fast and the Furious franchise because we've got we've got like and now the new one coming out this year is called the Texas is Chainsaw Massacre. So it's like Texas Chainsaw. Try I mean like with no the, the no the is there is there no the. <laughs> There's they I checked because they eliminated the the because they can't put a the in front of it because the original is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, Usually it's reversed and the original doesn't have a the and then they just put a sequel and put a the in front of it. But yeah, it's, it's and it's, it's made all the more confusing as like like people talk about the Halloween franchise and how timeline wise like that's all over the place. Oh, and God. you have three movies mm-hmm. that are just called Halloween. <clears throat> and really, if you look at the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the timeline is even more fucked up. And I'm going to get you to kind of like simplify that for us uh, as we go along. Oh. Because you under you know this better. Like I'm glad you're the authority on Texas Chainsaw Massacre here between you and I. So I, like you're probably going to be like teaching me a lot. And as another fun little game, because uh. 
because we're going to have the, the cherry picker at the end, as always. Uh, but yes, we're, yes. as we go through each one, we're going to give the movie our own, like, unique subtitle, since, you know, I feel like the the movie titles are all the same for all of them. Like, because there's two that are called Leatherface. There's, like, five that are called yeah. Texas Chainsaw. So so we're going to make it more, <laughs> more catered to us. And... I know that yes. you like have pre-thought of all these. I'm just gonna like make it up as we yes. go along because it's more fun for me that way. Fun. So okay, cool. So start us off with with 1974. Where to start? Well, okay. Where, where well, did you, where um, did you first let me just. This? Oh God. Okay. It was on. It was like late 90s, and um, I was in my teens, and it was on. I believe the Independent Film Channel. And um, it was on like in the afternoon and I was and I think maybe it was around Halloween or something. I just remember thinking, oh, I've heard that title like my whole life and I've never seen this movie. I don't know anything about it except there's a ch- probably a chainsaw or something. Yeah. Place in ten- so I just die. watched it and I remember, yeah, <laughs> I knew it was a horror movie and I was already, you know, totally into horror by then. I remember I, I just sat there and I watched it and back in the day, I don't know if IFC has commercials now, but it didn't then. And um, so I just got to watch it in its entirety with no breaks. And I remember the first, however, I forget how much time elapses before uh, Leatherface's appearance uh, in the movie. But everything prior to that was just kind of odd and kooky and, dare I say, fun. Uh, and But also just kind of, you know, like mellow. I was like, okay, this is a legend. This is interesting. Whatever. And I sat there and then all of a sudden... Leatherface made his legendary entrance and that sliding metal door slammed and that low there had been I think no no real score to speak of there were some dramatic stings here and there but most of the music was just like off of like the radio inside the van and everything like that um so this dramatic sting happens this boom low rumble and everything before Pam is about to get it and I remember in my head, I just kind of thought, oh, shit, the movie has begun. And I was chilled because I wasn't expecting that. Also because the kill, and it's been said so many times, but that kill, uh, though bloodless and though like kind almost Pam? Or are we talking obscured about obscured? Because Pam's not. No, before, well, Pam too, but before Pam's before boyfriend. Pam uh, with uh, uh, Kurt or Kirk. I always get them mixed up. Kirk, Kirk. I think it's Kirk. Kirk. There's Kirk, Jerry, um, Pam. Franklin it's, yeah. and Sally. It's Kirk. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And so Kirk is there and just with the legs, like, there's the, the, no score and just the legs just kind of like going, you know, like whatever, wobble, 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 and like bang, bang, bang. And the fact that, like, I had heard of Leatherface, but it never really sunk in what that might mean. And the fact that I could tell from the minute I saw him, he's wearing a face. He's huge. He's got an apron and he's... I don't know. It, he seems to be hiding. Like there was, and then everything that followed after that, everything that Leatherface did seemed to come from fear, and that is the most fucked up thing that I can behold. Nothing scares me more than someone who is motivated by fear, because they could be driven to do anything just to kind of like restrain you and keep you quiet. So yeah, yeah that was my introduction. And by the end of it, I was just kind of like, "What kind of mind fuckery is this shit?" Well, like, this kind of oh like- my god. <laughs> it, it's yeah. interesting because you, you say that like that he's motivated by fear because they are like you know closed off from society like they're living in their own little yeah. bubble out there and this I think I mean yeah. 
I don't like from what I know of like pre seventies horror, like a lot of it was, you know, like the monsters sort of like the, if it wasn't uh Dracula Frankenstein, but just kind of like the, uh, the hammer remakes of, of all those. So it was just like sure throughout the sixties and stuff. So yeah. the seventies was when things really started to get heavy. Um, but yes. the thing is, and I mean, like I first saw this probably when I was like 15 or 16, like it would, it would have been like in like, the early 2000s, like the early, early, or maybe late 90s. Okay. Um, so I knew of uh, uh, Leatherface and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like you. Like I'd heard of the name of the movie. I kind of just like thought of it more as like, that's, oh, kind of like you've got Halloween, you've got Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, and Leatherface of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was like the fourth franchise of just like the big heavies like if you had to um like there's the 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 big three with michael jason and freddie but then like leatherface was also kind of there so i just sort of like oh it's another franchise to watch and i remember um it was really hard to find the movie at the time uh i had to special order it from like my store here uh and it took a very Mm -hmm. long time to arrive like you know it might have taken like three or four months uh, and it was like this old shitty dvd copy of it like it was not good quality at all like it was like pioneer or something right. and i that's the only mm. copy of the movie i had for the longest time uh up until like recently like maybe within the last six months where i finally just like okay i'll buy it on blu-ray um but you know i i had this movie and you know i'd watched a handful of times and i enjoy it for what it is uh but it was just like it wasn't one that like it's not a funny movie by any means like it's you know i don't look at this and be like oh this is like campy and like like friday the 13th or anything like that or friday the 13th part three but i still like i watch it i'm like i find it hysterical maybe not so much now but as like a 15 year old because i'm like you have franklin this character is just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what, if he's there, if this, like, we're supposed to take him seriously as, like, Sally's invalid brother, but I'm just kind of like, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> I think he's um, just that force in the van, that outsider yeah. to show us that, you know, like, I don't know, everybody kind of has a window into that van like someone yeah. to identify with I, and, and if you if you can't identify with anybody you can at least identify with them by being annoyed by franklin okay that's, that's fair <laughs> i kind of see that as like um them you know like they're going on this road trip or, or like sally had to go to this thing because the did we find out if her grandfather was dug up or it was just the like not all of the graves were but that's why she went there I don't recall ever finding out for sure. Um, every, and also just because at that moment, all of a sudden it starts to open up into so many other things because little little tangent, I'm sorry. Um, because one thing that I absolutely adore about this movie is how many layers uh, Toby Hooper builds into the progression, like kind of ushering us into the script. Because like the first thing we get is the sound of grave digging and that like camera grind, that sound mm-hmm. effect that is synonymous with the franchise now. Then we get... Um, the sounds of real horror, the news reports over the radio going on about all this fucked up shit happening all over the United States and the United States only. And then the corpse exhibit, 
I like to kind of think of it. It looks like an art installation, like a fucked up art installation. Yeah. And then the armadillo roadkill and the way we're introduced to Franklin relieving himself in a coffee can by the side of the road. <laughs> and um, then introducing just like the heat, like the, the and and uh, uh, Pam sitting there talking about the retrogradation and about how everything is like fucked up in the stars right now. And then the smell of the old slaughterhouse, like just like one assault on your senses yeah. after another to just kind of Pave the oh, way and then for the this hitchhiker. worst he's, he's night like ever. An assault on the sense. Uh, oh, um, but, but oh god. We'll, yeah. we'll get to him. But I, 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 I just wanted to say, like, I with with Sally and and that, like, I always just saw that as like, yes, her family or her parents were probably like, oh, you gotta go out there, or she wanted to, and they're like, like bring your brother, like, because they didn't want to deal with him at home. <laughs> so that's why he's oh. with them the whole time. <laughs> like, if you're going to go to the movies, make sure life. bring your brother. You know, that's kind of like... No, yeah, that's her whole life with Franklin, is asking him, because he's doing yeah. an impression of her, just like, come on, Franklin, it's better to be a fun trip. <laughs> and all that shit. <laughs> um, and I just, all I can think is like, I mean, she seems like a good person too. Like, I feel like she probably did invite him along without realizing, I guess, how hot it was going to get and how interminable the trip was going to feel with him just nonstop. I mean, oh, God, that voice. Because also, there's something about his little, I don't know if we're going to call it a drawl or a twang or whatever it is, <laughs> but his, his you know, uh, uh, dialect yeah. that, that Franklin has that she doesn't really have, that it makes him infinitely more insufferable. He's the only person <laughs> in, in the... In the in the van yeah. with like a thick southern accent, sitting there talking. No, Sally, I'm coming with you. I'm coming with you, Sally. I'm gonna say every note that I gotta say twice. I'm gonna say every note that I gotta say twice. And it's just, oh my god, it's like, will you just shut up? And I, <laughs> but it, it's one more thing to just kind of turn the heat up on like the tension that like that they're all under uh, to the point where we get her wrestling with the fl- wrestling with him for the flashlight because every one of their friends has disappeared yeah. into the house and she's just screaming like I can't push you down that hill by myself and everything <laughs> oh I'm t- I'm in love I'm absolutely in love but I want to backtrack cuz you mentioned Edwin Neal who when you say funny I love watching Edwin Neal as the hitchhiker's performance just because I feel like I'm inside his head from the second he gets inside the van. And I'm just kind of like, like everything that he's thinking just registers on his face. And there's like, then the exchanges, the external exchanges that he has with them, just like, it's a good picture. You can pay me now. And then they say like, no, that's all right. We don't, we don't want the picture. And he just kind of takes it and just kind of, oh, I was going to give you a real nice picture, but all right. Well, how about you come over and have dinner with my family? We all have head cheese. You'll like it. And he's just one they're, they're de- like, rejection oh, after another. We should pick him up, but who was it that was just like, yeah. no, he looks creepy or is this something? Yeah. <laughs> who who it was said probably, that? It was probably Pam. Pam. Probably Pam. I feel like it must I feel like Pam. I'd probably identify with Pam more because I ain't picking up no hitchhikers. And I would be like that person <laughs> in the band to be like, are you fucking crazy? No. <laughs> and, Pam, and Pam is fucking hilarious too to me because like everything that she reacts to uh prior to you know like uh her her ultimate comeuppance um is is just like a mug like a like she has no problem sneering and like letting somebody see her ow kind of reaction on her face i absolutely adore her and also the fact that she's like so like kind of keyed into astrology and shit like that i'm like yeah it's 1973 go for it baby what is pam's uh, (laughs) zodiac sign 
Ooh, that's a good question. I don't know if, I mean, if you identify with her, she's probably Scorpio. Oh. I don't know. She doesn't seem spiky enough to be a Scorpio. That's that's something that we that we like to do here. We, we uh, like to think about what people's zodiac signs are in movies. So if yeah. this comes up, it's probably a reoccurring thing. But I know because they were reading it, they're like, oh, look at Franklin's... Uh, horoscope is is saying that like he shouldn't have left the house today or or whatever it is yeah um yeah i don't even want to start to think about what his sign would be i might piss off a lot of people <laughs> yes one twelfth of that. our <laughs> listeners um but a vocal minority i yeah. <laughs> i this is like a, a really I mean, it's not the longest movie. It might, it's probably like the shortest one out of the franchise, maybe. Um, mm. But it's it's quick pace. I like that. Um, like yeah. once they start to, that's something because I hadn't seen it in a while. That watching it again, and I was just like, I forgot like how quickly they all start to like converge on the house, and then it's like one after another. It's like the next scene. It's just like someone new is now gonna like wander off yes. and like let's go check on them. Um, so that makes this movie like a lot more tolerable like this is probably the for me the the best one um and it's what like i like this one a lot like i I don't have any issue with it because it is so groundbreaking for its time and it it, it did kind of like invent that um rural horror uh subgenre um which you know we've seen play out so many times here and uh just in terms of like like I don't think that, like, most of the characters, like, the, the two boyfriends, like, Kirk and Jerry, like, forgettable. Like, I don't know anything about them. But, you know, at least with, like, Pam and yeah. Sally and Franklin especially, like, those are characters that left an impression. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I yeah, I, you know, and especially, like, where, where, like, the franchise goes later on, like, when, once we start getting into the Friday the 13th, where, you know, characters do get, like, a little bit more... Uh, personality or Ex- just, just time to shine so just it, expendable it, it, just yeah, yeah. It, it, this really was like a um the first of its kind mm-hmm. and uh, i also have uh one thing that i really really appreciate about it is um i totally agree with you in terms of just like every it feels like a cinematic movement like each moment that propels not the story but just the action forward it doesn't feel like um your typical premeditated organized story it just kind of feels like a progression of things happening and like and they're happening to you it's like an assault on the senses and um i'm but at the same time it doesn't feel thoughtless uh or or mindless at all to me because i love all the uh takes that they make about the automation in blue collar industries or at least the blue collar level of the industries like like um like i mean ironically enough the dehumanization of the work industry over in the slaughterhouse so now the hitchhiker can't work there anymore because they've got that new air gun to like you know take out the 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 cattle and everything and they there are a lot of people who in uh subsequently after this movie's release have like kind of remarked on its social commentary as far as um the 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 what's the word i'm looking for the irre- like the, irre- the the pending irrelevance of the american worker and basically this is kind of like a, a worst case scenario of what the american worker can be driven to you know like um basically like uh scrounging like predator animals 
for food to be at the top of their food chain the best they can. And because they're on the outskirts of society and so far removed, they can basically do what they want. They've escaped, managed to escape the law long enough to acquire all those cars, you know, <laughs> in, well, outside their house. Are able to like, because, <laughs> you know, obviously that like they're, this movie is enriched with social commentary, but I'm glad that you're here to, to kind mm-hmm. of make sense of that. And I hope that you're able to draw that out of, you know, more of the, the sequels. Um, I can try. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, um, you know, I've, I've just... only ever looked at this movie on, like, you know, just more of a, like, like at face value of, of just sure. what's happening in it. So it's, it, it's funny because this isn't, like, really a slasher movie, um, just in terms mm, of, yeah. like, like Halloween and, and everything followed. But I'm, it does have, like, elements of that. But I think that the difference is that they're, like, with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you have these characters who, rather than having the the evil influence um, kind of like come into their territory, it's the opposite. So they're yeah. wandering into the, outside the, the boundaries of, the, of sure, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just can't think of it. To say. I know what you're saying. No, totally. Um, and um, I just want to like also because I I love these cast members. I also just want to like call attention to Marilyn Burns who went through fucking shit to play <laughs> Sally Hardesty. Yeah. Um, like literally having her finger cut open by Gunnar Hansen because the device wasn't working and they were all suffering so hard that he just it was the it was a blade that was taped up and I guess there was a tube on the side that wasn't toward the camera and he just ripped the tape off in one take because they weren't getting it and they weren't getting it and she was incapacitated bound and gagged but witnessing everything that's happening and when you see him cut her finger open to feed grandpa that is yeah. literal her, literally her blood yeah, out of her wound she didn't know he was going to do that he just wanted to get it over with and he apologized yeah. afterwards and she now definitely like, now, but she I mean, suffered a lot like i like that's the thing Ugh. with her and i and sally hardesty you know like i don't think she gets uh, enough credit it, just in terms of like mm-hmm. all the final girls because like that closing shot of her on the back of that pickup truck <sighs> with the hysteria and the laughing like that is such an iconic moment of yeah. of of horror that you know that might be like right yeah. up there you know when you when you picture things in horror movies it's just like Leatherface, like chasing after the truck with her on the back, just like go, 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 ha, ha, ha. Uh, <laughs> they, they are you, both notorious you, gifts now. They, you actually, like, I do get a sense, like, she must have suffered on that set because it was like, like, she jumped yes. through like two windows, and you know, obviously was, <laughs> well, was she didn't do up there, she, she didn't to, do one of them, but yeah, 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 no, she, I it, mean, was, it was terrible, it was terrible, but you know. It's yeah, and at the end, running she's and like screaming running down the highway, and... and they're like slicing at her bag. Yeah, and we're just oh, talking about God. the character at this point, not actually Marilyn Burns. But uh, it, yes, I, yes, I just feel yes, like yes. if you want to talk about trauma, and um, I'll just touch <laughs> upon the new movie coming out here because <laughs> if people have seen the trailer for the new Texas Chainsaw, and there's been a lot of um, correlations made to Halloween 2018. Oh, I see. Uh, just in terms of... I haven't seen it. Of, uh, oh, you haven't watched the trailer? No. I don't want to know. <laughs> well, for the Sorry. sake of this podcast, I got, we, we got to just... I'm just going to say that they're, they're basically setting up Sally as, 
like the same the same type of scenario with Lori. I knew about uh, that. Okay, no, about then that. that's Just, all I'm saying. But, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, only it's like 50 years ra- uh, rather than 40 years. But this right. is clearly a character who has lived with this trauma for that long. And it's just like, and I don't, you know, want to go on an anti-Halloween 2018 (laughs) rant or anything, because that's not what this is. But I just think it's funny that when you compare that to like Laurie's story in in the original Halloween, where it's like, okay, you walked across the street, you saw like some dead bodies of your friends, and you got chased to the other side, which is terrifying. (laughs) You know, that's not good for anyone. But to live with that for 40 years and to the point where you're living in like a shack out in the woods and you've like set up this like security defense system in your house with traps and stuff. Like that's what I don't find believable, at least with, with Sally. Like this is a character like I would identify with the word trauma because every fucking moment of this movie that you see with, with Sally, it's just like, dear God, like how is... What is, isn't this movie that the uh, the tagline is like, who will escape and what will be left of them? Or is that something? Who will survive and what will be left yeah, of them? Yeah, okay, yes. okay, good. I'm glad that that was, because it could have been like, the hills have eyes or anything. Um, no, no, but, no, this is it. <laughs> but that's exactly what it is, because it's just like, she survived, but like, what, I'm and you know, physically, you know, she, she did uh, get, have a lot of injuries, but for the most part, she's. I, I think that the thing that was affected the most is psychologically what, like, what this has done mm-hmm. to her. Um, that that's she's like laughing. What, yeah, what, she's, and not triumphant. I mean, triumphantly, I guess, but she's not quite tethered to the earth anymore. <laughs> In those final yeah. shots of her, uh, while she's just go go. Yeah, of, of what she went, oh, like, God. that is that is real trauma. So I'm interested to see this new yeah. movie just to kind of see how they play that because I, I i think that that might be a little more realistic uh just in terms of like holding on to to an experience for that many decades mm-hmm. um, and i'm only sad that marilyn burns and gunner hansen aren't around to 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 play those oh, parts because that would have been amazing they have their opportunity and we'll talk about that when we get to it but we yeah, should we'll probably get, move yeah. on to the next okay. movie here but before we do that um do you have your your alternate uh, title? For... No, well, I only did it for the sequels. I only did it to the sequels because the first one is perfectly named, so it will remain the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay, Do you have well, any other kind of alternate title? Only if you're <laughs> gonna say one, but I'll just I was gonna call it like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Franklin's Day Out, <laughs> or just something like yeah. <laughs> Franklin's okay, Day Out. Okay, cool. Because it just reminds you of like, okay. the Franklin, like the little cartoon turtle, I think it is. You know, just like... <laughs> the cartoon turtle? I think he's a turtle. No, no, okay. Franklin's turtle. Okay, whatever. The only cartoon Franklin I know is from Peanuts. Anyway, um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. 2. <laughs> yes. How this... did this one come into your life? <laughs> I mean, I think that like after I saw the first one, I was just kind of like, okay, we got to go through the, the rest of them. And I don't know. Like, I've seen pretty much all of these movies... Um, like concurrently with their release like from from the remake onward um but like i think like with two three and four i'm not sure which order i saw them in um Mm. but two might have actually been like the last one because i remember seeing it and just like being like what is this this is like so different from (laughs) like the original um just yeah. th- this is campy as fuck and th- it's it's a it's a kind of camp that i really love and there's like 
Yes. I mean, obviously, like, I think that Gunnar Hansen is probably the best um, Leatherface, but I don't know the actor in this one who does it, but I just, like, there's something I love about his, like, little, like, shimmy with the chainsaw, and he's, it's, like, yes. chasing, and then he stops, and he's, like, ooh, um, yeah. <laughs> like, what is this? What is going on? Um, that, I don't know, this to me, it's, like, this movie does drag a little. Um, there's there there are a lot of scenes with, uh, and maybe this is more so just my annoyance with um, what's what's the actress's name who plays Stretch? Caroline uh, Williams. Yeah, love yeah. her. I love her in it. Like I like, I enjoy her character, but there's so many things that she does in this that just frustrate the hell out of me. That I'm just like, oh my god, like. Not even necessarily, like, stupid decisions, but it's just, it's almost like she's incapacitated for, like, you know, there's that whole scene where she's, where Leatherface, Leatherface puts the, the face of her coworker on her, and she's just, like, walking around with it on. And I know she has the hands tied behind the back, but it's, like, it's one of those things that's so frustrating that's just, like, why aren't you trying harder to, like, get out of this? I don't. It's just me. I just. I just felt like, why? Like I'm suffering through this, and it's not like a suffering, and it, like it's still like campy and funny. But I just feel like, can we just like get on with it? Like there, there, there's a part in this movie that just like really slows down for me, and it's and it's around that point, and there's like the family, wow. like when they're at that. What is it? Is it like an amusement park or like a an abandoned yeah amusement park yeah? Is it, like, but but it, like or, a. A non-name brand one, like just kind of like something people just kind of erected out of paper mache and chicken wire, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it was abandoned. Oh, and, and, I and, love now that, and I love that setting. But it just seemed like there's so much like in, in, in that last part that just like where they're just running around in circles. So I don't know. This is like this is one that I really enjoy. But it, again, it's, it's so far removed from the original because it's just like it's like we're the original is like for the most part, like pretty serious other than like Franklin. But this one is just off the rails. Like it's like it's purposefully a comedy. Um, I see. That's what I absolutely adore about it is the fact that like Toby Hooper wanted to do something completely different, and for the most part, I think he got to achieve that. I know there was pressure from Canon because they started to see uh, the dailies that he was turning in and go like, "Wait a minute, we wanted a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. Where's?" You know, Grandpa, where's the dinner table? Where's the scene where, you know, she's like, you know, bound and like getting hit in the head? And it's like, well, that was the first movie. We don't need to do that again. And actually, the only reason that's in is because Canon put the pressure on him to make it more like the first one. Um, and I don't think the movie suffers that much for it because it's a very short. I think it's only about six minutes of the screen time. But, okay, I have to say. Six I minutes can, is a long have, time we, in movie time. Yeah, but uh, it's 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 not as long as I kind of remember. That part it, is it. That part doesn't bother me as much. It's more so just like her, like like crouching behind rocks and not going anywhere. Like there's so much open space everywhere. Like turn around and run away. Find a, a like a hole. When there's a maniac there, running around. Oh my are, god! Like, when there are a... <laughs> like tiny little exits everywhere in that in that place. You, she doesn't know that they're exits. They could just be like passages that loop around and like I mean, out into a place a passage, that's more heavily populated. Go through a passage. She, oh, to at least get see, away okay. From I do. You, you and I are not going to see eye to eye on this because Caroline Williams as Stretch is to me uh, uh, and is to. 
uh, shall we say, Marilyn Burns as, say, Amy Steele is to an Adrienne <laughs> King of Friday the 13th. I love the original, and I will watch the original, and I will back her up every step of the mm-hmm. way. But then they get a second movie, and there's a, 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 a final girl that has even more agency and even gets to, like, I don't know, because I feel like one thing... If there's anything we can criticize the first movie for is that Marilyn Burns is essentially victimized over and over and over and over and over again. It's entertaining as fuck, but it's, you know, hard to watch and it can bum you out. But <laughs> um, but Caroline Williams, just the fact that like, okay, from the beginning, like, I just love the fact that she's just kind of like making her way stretch I mean just kind of like as a character making her way in the world she's just doing this kooky kind of like you know call in radio show where she plays music that people request and whatever and just doing like reports on chili (laughs) you know chili contests cook-offs chili cook-offs and um then here comes an opportunity she has exposure to some kind of like atrocity that happened and she knows that it's connected to other things that have been happening in the was it the northeast yeah northeast territory of Texas and she has and then she has an opportunity to actually affect some change and she takes that opportunity she's even the motivator behind um fucking lefty Dennis Hopper's character who i think is suicidal i am i am convinced he doesn't really want to avenge anything but that's like the bravado that he's putting forth but that all he really wants to do is just he is literally underground sawing off <laughs> support beams as the cave falls down around him yeah. i don't i really don't think he well, cares whether not, he lives not, or dies in fact really i think he clear, wants to go down just like that's like the thing with that last act like it's just like there's shit there's shit going on <laughs> we know that he's there doing stuff but it's it's like the, the back and forth between it it, it it just felt very inconsistent to me and i don't and i just want to clarify like i don't have any issues with stretch or caroline williams <laughs> because she does like eventually like at the very end you know, she rises to the occasion uh, on the on the the perch of this mountaintop of the the amusement park <laughs> or, or whatever it is. Where and is that like grandma? Like that's up there. Is that, yeah, yeah. He's saying grandma. Yeah. yeah. So just just that kind of like her getting the chainsaw, and you know, then and then she's the one doing like the the manic chainsaw dance at the end. Um, so I love that. Yes. Like, I love that the way the movie ends because I'm just like, that's how, like, you end a movie. Uh, not that the, and like, the first one, like, great end to that movie as well. Um, so I'm, I'm all also, for that. I'm all for that. I just felt that it, it, okay. it, it, there was a little bit of lag before that. But I, I, uh, I don't feel what you feel because honestly, like the, the sequence uh, in the movie from the time stretches trapped in that oubliette with LG and Bubba and an electric carver and he put, oh God, okay, because let me just explain to you. I have a flesh thing. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. And, <laughs> um, and so, the, you know, some of the, so we'll get to it with some of the other movies. Some of them should be a lot more effective on me than they are. But this one in particular, just the fact that he's using an electric carver, Bubba is. Now, Leatherface's name is Bubba. He's got a name for the first time. They got a name. They're the Sawyers for the first time. Drayton is Drayton Sawyer for the first time and not just Old Man or the Cook. Mm-hmm. And the Hitchhiker is gone, but his he is posthumously named Nubbins. <laughs> and Chop Top is, so I guess, the same his character. twin. That, that was a confusing thing that I... I am so glad you brought that up. Um, Because the first time I saw the movie, I thought they were supposed to be the same character. I thought like, okay, we're going to get into it. Okay. Here we go. Because this kind of goes back 
this goes back to the first movie a little bit. The whole thing with Grandpa feeding on the blood and doing the little baby goo goo goo, you know, whatever dance, like happy and everything. He's I he was supposed to be an embryonic old man in the first movie, and what I got from him was reanimated corpse. And because I know that Toby Hooper with the first movie wanted to make a movie about a family of Ed Geens, and each one of them was supposed to have like different elements of Ed Gein to them. Um, that, it just told me, like, well, I know Ed Gein was fascinated by voodoo, so what if this movie is suggesting that, like, you know, like, the, the reanimation of dead tissue is, like, possible, and that's what all those little, you know, like, chicken bone and human bone, like, uh, sculptures are all about that the hitchhiker is putting together. So we get to this movie, and I see Chop Top for the first time, not knowing that he's Chop Top, because you, you, you have to watch it with, like, the subtitles to really get a lot of the lines they're saying, because it is so manic, mm -hmm. but... I thought it was Bill Mosley playing the Edwin Neal role as though he had been kind of, that they gathered his corpse after being run over by the Black Maria truck at the end of the first movie and had like, his skull was fractured so they put a plate in his head <laughs> and then did whatever voodoo they that's had to to reanimate I, him. I mean, I didn't think about any that's voodoo. What I, thought I just it was. assumed like he survived and they, you know, put him back together <laughs> with like scraps. So it's but not how, the, the same. Thing is, it's, it's not so, the same character. It is not at all. No, because literally, okay, when Leatherface, when Bubba in the second movie first gets introduced, and he's got that corpse that you know with like a black drape in front of him, yeah. and I liked that. I liked the twist that it was no longer just a face, but now he was donning like a whole body. Mm -hmm. But it is Nubbins, uh, the the hitchhiker character. You can the only way you can tell is because he's wearing like some uh, fatigues, and he's got like the little pouch, the little like um, raccoon skin pouch oh, okay. uh that he held like his pictures and his gunpowder right. and all that and his knife and everything in so that he's wearing that and then i i just felt like it was whatever it was it felt like it was leatherface doing something to try and get you know like one more for you it could for all i knew it could have been his grandpa i just thought it was, it was like, like grandpa will kill like again an egyptian <laughs> <laughs> So do I. Um, and I, I, but I, is, I didn't uh, notice I that, that, it, it, that he had the pouch. It was the, it was the, the hitchhiker. It's, yeah, you have to, the you thing, have to look for the it. The thing but. with these movies, though, is just like every <laughs> new movie, it's like there's more characters of this family. And it reminds me of Arrested Development where there was like this one. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you know what I'm talking about? Have you seen that? I do know what where, you're talking, yeah, where talking about. It's just yes, like yes. they keep showing the same scene in like multiple episodes, but every new episode they showed that there was like more people in the room when it happened or it's just like, you know, Michael's mm -hmm. going away party or whatever. And then all of a sudden it's just like, oh, but um, like Job was there, but we didn't know because he was like curled up behind the couch or something. So that was like every, it's like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Every time we like go back or reboot this franchise, it's just like, oh, but did you know that there was like five other family members in the other room that we didn't actually see? So right, I just, right, right. So I assume but, like now, knowing that that's the hitchhiker is not the same as Chop Top, that it's just like, yeah. oh, it's another fa like you know he was out for the day or you know he was he was digging well, up. Well, I think that because Chop Top is all about nom, 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 flashback, nom, flashback, I'm getting the impression because the first movie takes place in 1973. That was the last year before the U.S. exited Vietnam. 
So I feel like Chop Top must have been there up until the bitter end and maybe like the last day of his service got, you know, his, the you know, his, his head injury. They took him into, you know, like their medical tent and gave him a plate in his head to keep him alive and just sent him home like that, which is also, okay, getting back into social commentary, making a commentary about like the state of uh, of the United States in that particular era that we were in, in 1986, um, because... Oh, so we've got Drayton Sawyer, uh, the old man, the cook, the oldest brother, um, going on about, like, uh, independent business. I went, like, just all these topics. He talks about property taxes, the burden of sales when you're a small business, and about supporting his dependents who don't do anything, which is, like, I think a metaphor for... For my generation and <laughs> for, you know, like uh, 1980s youth, which are like bent on consumerism. But, you know, but what do you want to be when you grow up? I don't know, a star. And <laughs> um, so um, all of all of that uh, baked in. And then also like this post-nom kind of like the way they treat like their military after the exit strategy. It's just kind of like, OK, we're going to go in. We're going to have you fight a war that we have no business fighting. And then when you come back, you're just going to go back to your life as you know it. And good luck. You know, and that's why I think as a form of form of protest, Chop Top is dressed as a hippie now, <laughs> way, way after the fact. And, and I think the whole first movie, Chop Top, was probably just like, you know, in a medical tent somewhere, okay. you know, like outside Saigon or something. I don't I'm know. I'm glad that you, but, that you um, have your own so there's that. for it. Yeah, well, you have to. <laughs> I mean, but, um, I, if, also, I mean, I've watched these movies so much. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, I just like, I as far as I'm concerned, I just rebooted it with as much as the studio does every time there's a new one. Um, <laughs> is there anything else you have to say about the second one before we, you know, make our way um, through the six more movies here? <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I know it's like uh, it's, it's, I've never lot. talked about there's these movies lot, yeah. like so briefly. There totally is. Um, oh, I have alternate titles. Let's just do okay. that. Okay. Because um, who knows? Maybe we'll come back and I can like really delve into this in another pod one maybe, day. But yeah. um, my I have alternate titles. Only two that I came up for this one, but that's appropriate because it's two. Okay. Um, <laughs> the first one is stretch is a catch. You know. <laughs> Because <laughs> they're trying to catch her, and yeah. it's kind of like an unofficial love story between her and Bubba. You know, yeah, like yeah. he's bringing her home to meet the family. <laughs> this was like and the only time like where, where uh, you know, we we've seen Leatherface kind of like take one of his victims, as it were, and, and kind of like yeah. you know take a, a, a more like romantic interest in them, or, or like a protector rather than just uh, like flat out like I'm going to kill them or you know take them back to the family to slaughter. That's why that's my favorite sequence of him just dancing with her with a face on. It's just kind of like, I have a friend. That means you have to do what I do. And I fucking love everything about that sequence. Um, The other one (laughs) is also kind of like, uh, I don't know. I just, it's a very, it's a coming of age story for, for Bubba. So I thought I'd call it Hubba Hubba Bubba. What do you think? (laughs) No, it's great. Um, and you have two, so you made up for not having one in the, in the first one. Um, okay, now I I, I, I'm few. just going to yeah. make one up now because uh, that's what I do. Um, let's just say, like, okay. uh, the... The... Uh, <laughs> I think it's something to do with chili. Um, the big chili cook-off with people in it. That's my title. <laughs> <laughs> Use that one. We're going with that. <laughs> okay. okay. Leatherface. Awesome. Texas Chainsaw 3. Um, okay. I just have to say that this... I mean, like, 
there's so many movies in this <sighs> franchise that I just like I hate. And I don't know if this is like the worst one for me, but this is this is definitely the most forgettable because I mean, I I actually had to rewatch this last night because I already like watched all of them through like this past mm-hmm. month. And I just, I couldn't remember this one. And even as I was watching it the last time, I couldn't remember watching it. And by the end of it, like I, I fell asleep in the middle and had to rewind and watch more. And I just don't know what this is. Like this is a very plot driven movie. It's just like stuff happens yeah. and that's it. Yeah. Like there's nothing really to it. I, what I did notice is that there's a lot of uh, homage kind of stuff in it uh, with... Yeah. Uh, <sighs> Like the beginning feels like the, like the the opening of Night of the Living Dead, where you've got like the the couple in the car. Although I know that like that was um, in Night of the Living Dead, her brother and these yeah. two, like I guess they're they're boyfriend girlfriend, but I get absolutely nothing from them in terms no, like they do not, not seem like a couple. All. Yeah, and then you have and then <laughs> I you love have psycho you references. That. With yeah. like the peephole, oh, and with the, so it, it, yeah. it just felt like they were taking ideas of just like all these other movies and just putting it in here to like, oh, and this is Texas Chainsaw, and um, okay. Also, let, let's let's backtrack a bit more from the onset. Mm-hmm. We have already begun the ret- retcon before we even see a character where we find out. So Sally died four years after Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the first one. one. Yeah, W E. W.E. Sawyer is mistaken for Leatherface and incarcerated, but we don't know who W.E. Sawyer is because there's no W or E in Drayton. Well, I think, no, that, that was, it was supposed and, to be him. Because there's, there's uh, in the first movie, the, the name of the, the stop, like the store is called like W.E. Slaughter. Uh... Uh, okay, but uh, but this is the problem. They say W. E. <laughs> is mistaken for Leatherface. We don't know who he is, but and he died in the gas chamber in 1981. Mm-hmm. Drayton Sawyer was alive in 1986 to do Texas Chainsaw Two. Yeah. So W. E. is someone who's yet unclaimed. So we don't know who he is, and then I, and I'm like, is it? It can't be Chop Top because he's in two. So I don't know who he's supposed to I be. I just assumed and, that they, and, were, re- kind of they spec- were rebooting yeah. it again. It was like it, it, it's almost like this, uh, well, this uh, is the, the first reboot. So it goes. This is this is our second timeline. So the first timeline is Texas Chainsaw One, Texas Chainsaw Two, and now this one is Texas Chainsaw One, Texas Chainsaw Three. It's but it's it goes, three in the title. So why three. would it? <laughs> No, I don't. No, I don't. I I don't buy it. Because also, I don't. But there's also uh, this movie introduces like like seven new family members. Like there's the little girl. Well, okay. See, that's the thing. I feel like they would have us believe maybe because I don't believe they were smart enough Mm -hmm. to officially pull out you know the the first sequel and be like we're the first sequel or whatever. I think it was sloppy. Um, I also, but I think if there anybody was thinking anything. They were thinking, because it's it's said in the in the opening that like leather it's they believed that W. E. Sawyer was Leatherface, but they could never confirm it. And if he was Leatherface, then he was executed, and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is officially over. But if he wasn't, the real Leatherface is still at large, and we see the real Leatherface is still at large. So it makes me think, 
Bubba, or now he's named Junior, Mm -hmm. has escaped to another branch of the family, perhaps, where his mama is <laughs> and where um and where this whole all these other cous- cousin brothers i don't know i mean you know maybe there was some inbreeding i i mean well they're um, in, edwin neal said of the hitchhiker totally character yeah terrain i mean that might just be the filming location yeah. but they go like it looks like they're actually in a desert for most of it yeah. and then they're in a swamp yeah. like the family lives in a swamp but well, that's the thing. It's another branch of the family. It's another area of Texas, maybe. Yeah. Because the other reason why they can't completely take uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 out of the equation, Caroline Williams is in this movie. Did you know that? I, well, no, I did. I found that out today because I was actually, because when I was watching yeah. it last night, there was the scene closer to the beginning where <laughs> yeah. when they're first driving through, what's her name? Michelle and... Michelle and uh, Ryan. Yeah. And it... it does this shot where it like holds on a reporter. She doesn't say anything, but I just felt like that's very peculiar that they like would take the time to just like hold this shot on this person who is like more or less an extra. And then I was looking through the trivia on IMDb and it's just like, oh, Caroline Williams was brought back. And I guess like they canoned that it was her and she now like became a reporter or something. It doesn't like look like her, like it's, or at least like how she looks in, in part two. Um, but uh, there's, yeah. there's really like, there's nothing in this movie. I mean, like Ken Forey is in it and he's, you know, like a big mm-hmm. deal, uh, Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. And even with him, I was just kind of like, what, what is going, like every, everything just felt like it was wasted here. Viggo Mortensen yeah. is like, I guess he, he's Tex. sort of like, I don't even know which counter part he would be to you know like the, the first two movies like i don't see him as being like the the uh chop top or hitchhiker because that the gas station attendant like because he had that whole thing where he was basically like alfredo recreate yeah. he's like yeah yeah take a picture like just doing the same thing and i wanted to ask you about this because like was that his actual voice because the whole thing sounded like adr because it just it, it did not sync up <laughs> with his mouth moving at any point in the movie like they just got rid of that i actually (laughs) well i mean anytime they shoot outside it's generally going to be adr because you pick up all the ambience noise and everything like that and i don't know what their shooting conditions were so maybe he adr'd himself it i mean it doesn't sound like the actor's actual speaking voice but i do i think he's putting it on but okay let me just say about alfredo here because you're drawing a connection between him and the hitchhiker, which I understand. But that said, we didn't... This is the first installment, and this is what makes it kind of more excruciating for me. This is the first installment where we go full-on misogyny. Like, I mean, it's misogynistic enough to abuse and, <laughs> and batter and incapacitate a woman and threaten her repeatedly and call her a bitch to her face. And not even to her face, like to refer to her as a bitch, like to each other and everything like that. And that's all she is to you. That's, that happened in the first two movies. But now we've got full-on threatened, vocalized assault, uh, uh, threats of assault and, and, and about, like, how oh, I'm going to make you naked. I'm going to make you naked. I'm going to show you a good time. You did a big... <laughs> I mean, I just... I can't... I, it's so gross. Like, not even... What I loved about the first movie, and arguably the second movie, too, is that we get these kind of backwoods people... But it doesn't feel, even at, it, at 
Part two is most fantastical. I don't feel like I'm being shown anyone who couldn't conceivably exist in some shape or form. And I'm not saying Alfredo can't exist, but the fact that he does with absolutely no redeemable qualities and no entertaining, he's not entertaining. I just think it's lazy and I just think it's gross. And I, yeah. I and just the fact we're, that we're going like, to come to that again, like too. the final, like, hurrah, I guess, or just like the, oh. the ending of just like one of them has, like the killer has to come back and it was him. Um, but do you know about the original ending? No, lay it on me. Okay. Okay, so uh, it's on YouTube. You can watch it yourself if you so choose. Yeah. Um, so they're in the fucking swamp where Michelle is like just sitting there at like, you know, the, 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 the side of the pond where uh, fucking... Um, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, I, I can't even care, remember these characters' names. Benny. When Benny is wrestling with Junior mm -hmm. in the swamp and everything, and the chainsaw's going, ring, 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 and she's not even trying to go get it in either version. She's just in there going, come on, Benny, come on. I fucking hate when they make like their final girls do that, or any female character. It's like, come on, get in the water, grab the chainsaw, saw his head off, do something. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so she's watching, she's watching, she's watching, and the chainsaw's just going, ring, 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 ring. And Leatherface somehow kind of like leans Benny over the chainsaw blade uh, just so. And it starts to cut into his head. He's out. He's dead. Leatherface turns to her and grabs for her. She starts kicking his face. And I, and um, that's when she runs outside the pond. And then all of a sudden somebody, I have no idea whether it's Tex or whether it's Tinker or whether it's uh, Alfredo because his face is all bloody. And I, like you, I've seen this movie probably about four times now. Mm. I can't remember anything really. I'm surprised after, you even like, know like the names of these people. I wrote them down. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she's there uh, and she finds some, one of the bloody brothers, shall we say, or cousins or whatever the fuck they are. And she, like, pushes him up against a tree and lets go of a rig that looks like a bed spring, like a, like a, like a, like a bare box spring that's only the springs in the metal. And it, like, kind of, like, or maybe it's, I don't know, maybe it is a bed, I don't know, whatever it is. It just goes against him, kind of cuts him and pins him to the tree and he dies. Then Leatherface is there. She grabs the rock and just starts beating him in the face, going like, I'm sorry, little guy. I'm sorry, little guy, or whatever. And he, he dies. So she, she like, kind of leans against a tree, slides down it. It always hurts my back because I just think, bark, ow. Yeah. And, and she, she's just walking out in, you know, like, where kind of, like, the, the desert line meets the forest. Like, she's about to go into the woods. And there's a cop car the next day. Like, it's daylight. Yeah. There's a cop car driving up the road. And it just drives right by her. Even though she's like, wait, wait, wait. And it go, drives maybe, I'd say, about 20 feet ahead of her. Stops. And she's going, huh, huh, huh. And then Jennifer Banco, the little girl, who is just, she has no name. She's little girl. Um, same girl from Friday the 13th, part seven, by the way, who played young Tina. Young, young Tina. Um, <laughs> She like kind of like just rises in the back seat and she's got her little baby doll with her, mm -hmm. her little skull, and she's just going <laughs> and fucking um I forgot her name already. Michelle is standing there and she's just going <laughs> and she's just going <laughs> and the, the cop just starts to drive away. And then she's just left there, Michelle, laughing to herself, and that's the end of the movie. What the fuck? I mean, yeah. granted, 
the movie they came up with is completely the ending that they did finally deliver in the theaters where it's one guy after another yeah. um and one more threat of rape and everything like that it's just so stupid and, and then there's that line it's um, just like there's a lot of roadkill in texas or because that's because oh, that what was the other thing to her. yeah and that was another thing. They got another Texas line in the end of the original ending because there's a bumper sticker. Nobody says anything, mm. but as the car's driving away, she sees the bumper sticker says, don't mess with Texas. <laughs> That's the end of the... I'm just, it's, it doesn't help anything. I'm glad they changed it, I guess. It's still... I don't like this movie. <laughs> it feels completely uninspired. I can't even talk about social commentary. It's um, just... I don't... Yeah, I, I mean... It's just there to exist. And... Yeah. Um, it's... it's funny because this is produced by new line and from what i understand yeah. they purchased the rights to it because they knew that they were winding down with the nightmare on elm street series so they wanted to kind yeah. of like continue with texas chainsaw mm. massacre after that and it just it underperformed so they just let it sit until like they they lost the rights to it or like it, it had run out um, and yeah. then they just went on their merry way. So it was, you know, they tried, they didn't try very hard and, and that's what this movie is. It's basically, I, this might be my least favorite. I, it's hard to tell because I mean, there, there, it's not that there's anything in this movie that's just like, so like fantastically bad that I just feel like, yeah. fuck this movie. It's more just like, it's such a waste of time. Like it, it's just, it's, it's like you said it is so uninspired so. yeah i check out of this one a lot yeah. um <laughs> do you uh I, I don't i don't even want to talk about it anymore unless you have something profound to, to say about it um i will say one thing in case there's someone who's a champion of this movie there's one thing that i thought was kind of interesting and that was just i guess nailing her hands to the chair though when they're when they're binding her in the kitchen to like you know stay with them i was like and oh that hasn't happened not, yet like like i, I mean but as it was happening like she was like you know did that like oh but afterwards she's just like why are you doing this i'm just like did you just lose like all sensation in your hands like after he finished nailing it that you're not even like emoting pain at this point anymore yeah, uh, I don't know. She's a final girl and by also, default, if ever there was one. And also, like one. Ken Ford, yeah. like at that point, he like comes in and he just starts shooting at the house. Like all I was thinking yeah. is, is, like, you might hit her. Do you even know she's in there? Yeah, right. Because like, <laughs> he basically killed all of them uh, at that point. Yeah. Uh, other than, uh, I, I guess Tex and the little girl yeah. who's just right left there. and she had like the light system i mean is that another like she was the most interesting character that they introduced and we spent so little time with her she doesn't even get a name i was like show me how a child gets raised in a terrain like this like you can and also it's called leatherface and leatherface is such an afterthought the only thing we get new like kind of like development is that like well apparently he sprouted antlers in the second movie and he's just took that ball and ran with it because he's got a little girl now the little girl's his daughter and he likes the the mom is telling Michelle in the kitchen he lacks the lady parts or whatever the line is, and I'm just like, yeah, I don't, I I never needed that. Okay, I mean the second movie managed to bring out a kind of sexuality to Leatherface without ever grossing me out. So props to them for that. The third movie, no, the third movie kind of revels in being gross and you know kind of like I don't know doing I guess what they felt Toby Hooper. Wasn't yeah. bold enough to do, but it just makes it so boring and unpalatable. I'm just so, okay. My... I'm, I'm gonna make an alternate title. I'm just gonna go call this one. Go for Road it. Roadkill. 
<laughs> that's the only thing I associate with this. It's just roadkill. You can, okay. you can toss it out on the side of the road. Absolutely. I have two. One is a uh, long day's you. journey in long day's journey into fight. And, really, like, really and the thing that I these. Oh, I had some time yeah. <laughs> with this movie in particular. But um the one the other one actually is not that it's not that witty. It's just the question I kept asking myself the whole time. I was watching it again, just going, Where's Stretch? That's what the movie should be called. <laughs> Where the fuck is Stretch? Bring her back, because that I I, I would have same thing. Amy Steele in Friday the thirteenth part three. Yeah. I would have loved it to see and same thing with Stretch. Give me someone who has a history with the family now, who can carry on the franchise at least one more movie. But yeah. And she was available, obviously. So p- piss me off. Anyway, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> Chapter four. Yes. I, like, I, I think you have like a, a very good understanding of this movie. All, all I'm going to say is like, <laughs> this might have been the second one that I saw because I remember seeing the video cover for it. Um, uh-huh. And it was interesting because the video no. cover, I think it had like, it didn't have a back cover on it. It was just like a reverse front <laughs> cover. So the 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 cover yeah. on the VHS was like the lipstick chainsaw. And on the back, it was yeah. the one where it's like Leatherface and drag. And it was just like, if looks can yes. kill. And all I saw, like remember is like it said Renee Zellweger and Matthew McConaughey. And yeah. I was just like, I want to rent this. Like I need to... Like I worked in a video store, so it was just like I, you know, I had kept seeing that one. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna watch this, and just being like, yeah, what the hell is this? Movie? Yeah, like it, 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 it was, it was <laughs> funny. I mean, if anything, this is like the funny, like the, this is the funny one. And I mean, at um, the time, like it, yeah. it was definitely like this is the one that I probably would have been like, this is the worst movie. And even on if you look on IMDb or anything, it's like rated like a three point something like very low but i mean like in oh calm down everybody with like newer movies i'm just like i would much rather watch this one to be honest like this is i mean that's that's kind of like just what my feelings about this franchise are whereas like a movie like this is probably middling rather than at the very end for me like you can just kind of (laughs) base like just know where i i have my opinion of of where everything sits so Oh, well, can I say you. I no longer? Yeah, I no longer watch this franchise in chronological order because it depresses me, to be honest. So I ranked them uh, some time ago, and that's how I watched them. I watched them in my ranking order from worst to best. Mm-hmm. So I always had something to look forward to. Well, kinda. <laughs> it was rocky in the beginning, but I knew I just have to get through it, and then you know. Um, uh, 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 but what was I going to say? Okay, but uh, first introduction, because uh, you mentioned earlier about uh, like kind of knowing about this as a franchise. I saw the first movie not knowing there were any sequels. I didn't start watching the sequels and didn't have any knowledge of them until I was doing a play in 2003, I want to say. Uh, right around the time the reboot was coming out, but I think it was still pre-reboot. And... Um, I had, and it was a small town called Sonora that had like a drive-through Starbucks and a video store, and that's it. And our theater company. So I li- I stayed in a Winnebago on my own in the middle of nowhere, and I just uh, went to the Blockbuster and rented. I saw they had the family portrait documentary where they interview the family from the first movie, and um, then I saw, and it was on VHS. Then I saw, oh my god, there's a second movie. I watched that, uh, liked it. Saw the third movie. Uh, then I saw this movie, and. I was so confused by this point. I was already confused before. But by this point, I was like, is this a remake? 
because it's the next generation and it seems to be following a lot of the same story points of the first one even more so than the last two sequels but I couldn't make heads or tails of it I didn't understand what was going on so I just watched it and I had a good time with it um, <laughs> um, I do have to say um, this time they retcon a bunch of stuff also uh, apparently none of the family was ever apprehended in this particular uh chapter yet it's not a separate timeline because they make mention in the opening of only two minor incidents minor incidents that followed the original texas chainsaw massacre which tells me those are the two movies mm -hmm. because two people survived from each one of those situations i love that um, they're minor incidents as well like the authorities yeah take it seriously. <laughs> she had but holes I I... in her hands from the last one like <laughs> no and bad. also I think Stretch did pretty well. I think she did better than Sally did, like, at yeah. the end of her story. But she still probably needed a day to just stop shaking. Anyway, just a day, um, yeah. this movie, I think I knew what I was in for when we got to the scene very, very early when we're still at the party. The and um, there's some... Gr the prom. But there's yeah. some party girl, if that's her... I don't even know what she's credited as. Doing her own kind of one-woman show... Um, about Mrs. Abbott giving Heather some grief. And then Heather just kind of like moves away from her. And the girl's just kind of like going, <sighs> she's doing it again. And I wrote it down all of her lines. Uh, Miss Abbott, she's, she's, She's just, she does that to make trouble, okay? It's obvious. It is so obvious. Don't even listen to what she says. It's just like, and all that, all that, all that. It's just that she's such a bitch. And then we never see the character ever again. Hmm. And I'm not complaining because she's a terrible actress. I'm sorry. I don't like to say that about anybody. There are she no good terrible. actors in this movie. <laughs> I, I, mean, I mean, obviously, no, I, no. <laughs> Renee and Matthew went on to, to, to prove themselves. <sighs> but it's it's it's. I'm going to fight you on that. You can fight me all you want. There, gonna... but, okay, so like, I guess okay. like, I don't even know the, like, the, the characters' names. I don't know their relationships to one another. But I guess uh -huh. like... Renee's date. I don't even know Renee's name in this, but she, um, Jenny. She's Jenny. Jenny's date to the prom, who they like say, "Oh, is Sean?" Because because the wine guy's like, "We both know that you're not even like together. You're just like hooking up to get." Barry says that, yeah. But they're yeah, but they're like making out in the backseat when they were like drove away, and like all of a sudden, like you have these two heads pop up, like what's going on? But the the date. <laughs> Sean, or whatever, because he's the first to die, or at least, like, the first of that group yeah. to die, uh, after, like, the, the 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 guy on the side of the road, which I, I don't even know what the, the random guy. The random Me guy. Me neither. But <laughs> when Sean, is his name, is kind of, like, running away from yes. Matthew McConaughey, and what's his name in this? Oh, uh, he's Vilmer. <laughs> yeah, so Vilmer, he, you know, he's driving the, the pickup truck. And he's just kind of, like, going after this guy. And and, the, and Sean, like, st like, you know, runs maybe, like, 30 seconds and he's out of breath. He's completely yeah. winded. And mm -hmm. he's just like, please, mister, yes. stop doing this. And it's just like, do you have any will to survive? Like, right, he's in a fucking truck. He has this, like gibbled leg that needs like this mechanical thing to move him <laughs> go off the road go run into the woods because he ain't gonna follow you in there with a truck and he's not gonna like be able to keep up with you on foot so i just like i already hate this character and i'm just like, like <laughs> that's why he dies he was not realistic in any way that just like that's why i think like he had no will to, to survive 
But see, I didn't expect any realism after I saw that party girl come out and give her performance. And I was just kind of like, oh, shit. I mean, everything's going to no, be no, better no, that. than I, that. It's, it's and it was. realistic or not, but it's, just, it's frustrating <laughs> yeah. because it's just like, why, why are you being like this? Well, okay. Because also, um, I have to say, uh, in addition to, I think Renee Zellweger does like a pretty good job. It's interesting because she varies. There are moments where I feel like she's incredibly connected and doing some something that feels like, okay, awesome, I totally buy it. And then the rest of the time, she's just kind of like breathing, and, like just re- exhaling her lines, and I don't mind it. Um, and Matthew McConaughey chewing up the scenery, I love it. But um, well, I'm particularly fond line, of uh, the yeah the, the all right, all right, all right. Yes, uh, he does. Just thrown it. It was like his <laughs> trademark thing. And now it's like he has to say that in every totally. movie. It's like Owen Wilson and Absolutely. Wow. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so my MVP of this movie, though, is an actress named Lisa Newmeyer. She's the one who plays Heather, the other girl mm-hmm. who's at the prom with uh, Jenny. Because, okay, the lines that this girl delivers, she's doing... I feel like if she were doing a one-woman show, I would go in a heartbeat. Because, and also she does. She essentially does. They keep giving her speeches. And I don't really know why they're there except that they make me live. I just love her sitting there just going like, wait, wait, wait. I just thought of something so cool. What if we got into a wreck and we crashed into a car in front of us and we all died? And they could write a song about it. And then after they hit the guy in the car... She just comes out with the flattest, most mild of interests, just kind of, or concern, just kind of like, is he dead? Did he die? Something bad's going to happen. I can feel it. He's going to die. Look at him. It's my fault. If he dies, I'll be a murderer. And then they all start to leave. She's like, I'm not staying here alone. What if he dies? And I'm I mean, well, I mean, I kept writing down her lines. Just, I mean, and these are speeches. Like, she'll just go like, stop. I heard something. I had these dreams about some weirdo following me through the woods, and it's coming true. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm sorry. I think, no, I agree die. with you. I she's obsessed with like, death. I love her. <laughs> her she's probably a Scorpio. But um, I was going to say, her, <laughs> and is it Barry? Like, whoever her, like... Barry. Philandering boyfriend. They're the most interesting mm-hmm. part because they're so ridiculous. And, like, I just, their banter yeah. is just like, oh, shit. Yeah. You know, like, I wish, like, the whole movie was just them. <laughs> like, it, he was killed off way oh. too soon. Yeah, um, I agree with you there, but I still, we still get quite a bit of him. And I, but also, yeah. I feel like. As much as I love what Renee's doing, I don't ever really get tired of her being on screen either, but I am sad that even though they keep bringing her back, Heather keeps being taken out of the equation. (laughs) But just when you think she's dead and she's done for, they bring her back and torture her some more. Yeah, she gets like five different deaths in this movie. Like they they overkill Heather for sure. (laughs) Um, One more character I I just want to reference, the uh, Darla. Yeah. Okay, so yes. just explain, like, who, so who are these people? Like, you know, obviously there's no continuity here, but it, it, right. it's almost like, because I think Grandpa's in this. We see Grandpa. Yeah, we do. Played Even by though a, he got a, shot, a, like, a live he was actor. one of the people that got shot in the, in the third one. Yeah, he, he yeah. expired, I guess, in the third movie, and now he's fully reanimated. Like, he's, yeah. just an, he's just an actor painted gray, basically. <laughs> and, well, I love the, the point where he just, just like, guy. he gets, he's so, like, tired of the whatever. He just gets up and, and leaves. Yeah, he's just like, ah, okay, I'm going to my room. <laughs> okay, so I, I didn't even know that was an actor. I thought movie, it was just, but... like, a dummy. Oh, it's an act. No, yeah, yeah no, 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 I, totally I know that now. But I mean, like, in the yeah, 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 yeah. He's 
completely still, not doing anything, and then just like all of a sudden, like oh. ah, I'm going upstairs. Um, oh, I, I felt like all the corpses were so easily recognizable as like actual people they just painted gray who just sat there like yeah. that. From the first one we see is the sheriff or the the cop. I don't know yeah. if he's a sheriff. When Renee Zellberg, when Jenny runs up the stairs, and usually. You know, she would encounter grandpa and grandma just yeah. sitting there with some stuffed animals around them. But no, it's it's a cop and she yeah. takes his gun and, you know, whatever. But, okay. Um, before you go on to that yeah. last slide, I'm going to say, like, yeah. um, like if you have anything like else you want to get out about this movie, let's do that. Because we are running short on time here and we're only halfway through. So we'll have oh to my God. speed okay. through the, the okay. rest of the franchise. Um, I have so much more I could say about this movie. Maybe we'll do a pot it again. Um, maybe, maybe. But you, okay, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just answer your question. Um, who are they? Essentially, these are like backwoods people who were recruited by the Illuminati or, or an Illuminati-like group that is beyond the government to essentially, I guess, reap chaos and create horror, horror, um, because that's what the most deplorable character I feel, Rothman. Um, the businessman who comes in with the like the earrings on his on his on his belly and the yeah. the weird branding that he did to himself and then licking Renee's face. Um, everything about the, the 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 dialogue that he has with them suggests that these people were all hired to basically live out here and inspire horror in the minds and lives and hearts of people. Yeah. So. Because just because we are playthings to them, they essentially see themselves as gods, and they like like kind of like the way Greek gods like to inflict tragedy on civilians, earth dwellers, you know, and, and mortals, and just watch us suffer for their entertainment. I think that's what this guy Rothman is doing with yeah. every one of those cars that gets. Um... So he drives a tow truck, and I don't know if you noticed, but like in the dinner scene, mm. I think it's on the wall. Maybe I don't remember who it's behind, but there's a wall of keys. Yeah. And they're all hung on individual nails to suggest that Vilmer has towed all of those cars. So yeah. anyway, um, so that's who they are. And I just feel like ultimately, without going into it too much, I feel like this movie is a meta commentary on the state of the franchise and on horror in general at this particular state, uh, you know, because it's the mid 90s. Um, because most scream, yeah. the most notorious. Yeah. Well, because yeah, because the most notorious titles in horror up until this point were like winding down, and he even uh, uh, Rothman even makes that uh, comment at the very end when he picks up Jenny in is it a limo? I don't even remember, yeah. but he just tells her, you know, like that you know it was supposed to be something great, it was supposed to be this, it was supposed to be, and he says perhaps it's disappointment that keeps us going, and Kim Hankel, the producer of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the uh, second one wrote and directed this one and I feel like what he's doing is basically commenting on the franchise and just like you know what it's morphed into something else that it probably shouldn't have and that's what is manifesting like the franchise has literally become disorganized chaos as opposed to the organized chaos of the first movie mm -hmm. where brand new characters are popping up and we have no idea where we are and <laughs> and what's the point at the end of the day the yeah. point at the end of the day is someone tried to create something beautiful uh, or something meaningful, and mm -hmm. maybe they failed, and or maybe they're just disappointed with what they created. Yeah. But that, you got to keep going. You just got to keep going. That's what I get from this movie. Yeah, and it didn't get any more <laughs> tidier. I tell you that. Oh god. What's your what's your alternate? Uh... Yes, my alternate titles. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, let me go back because I wrote quite a few notes on this one. Just one. Um, just give us one. alternate. I got no. I got three. It's a mad, no, just mad, give mad, us mad, one. mad, just mad, give mad. Us one. 
You just interrupted me. I could have been done by now. It's a mad, 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 mad conspiracy. <laughs> it's a trap idolism. And my favorite, Illuma Naughty. There you oh go. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> you really, uh, you put a lot of effort into this. I was just going to say. Yes, um, I did. <laughs> prom night. Prom night. Yeah, Texas That's Chainsaw Master. Darla's prom first. Night. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, and just, and just, just said. Just, yeah, just just, just <laughs> first line. She's in like the, in the franchise. Prom night. All right, now yeah, we're into 2003. We've got the remake, and I know that based on previous conversations, you are not a fan. <sighs> I was, and now I'm. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Um, this will this will be. Do I'll you want me to really like say quick. what I gotta say, and then and then we'll let you. I, Say your thing. Uh, I think that okay. Here's the thing. Like this is this because this is yeah. kind of like the first big remake of of yeah. the time. Like we had remakes before. We had House on Haunted Hill. We had Thirteen Ghosts. So just of, of like the more contemporary stuff. Obviously, we had remakes previous to this, like you know, Night of the Living Dead in 1990. Yeah. Um, and The Blob and and, and stuff like that. But this, the I feel like this was like really like the the first highbrow or not even highbrow but just like hollywood like a-list sort of thing because it was like platinum dunes coming in there and it's just like we're gonna like like make a very serious like texas chainsaw massacre movie and, and it's gonna be a big thing and i mm-hmm. i i like this movie I, I think it's 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 good it's there's nothing about this that i i watch this over and just be like oh like i can't stand this movie um, it definitely, like, I didn't think it was going to be good going into it when I first saw it, just based on, like, everything that had come before it. Um, at that point, like, just because the remake trend hadn't really picked up, um, yeah. that I didn't know what they were doing. But I, I think that just in terms of them taking the story and doing it over again, they captured the tone of what I would have, like, like you know what i see in the in the original movie of just like how Mm. you know maybe like that experience feels and i think that they perfectly brought that to the forefront of this 2003 outing so in in Mm. that regard i i like this movie i mean it it does um you know drag a little bit in parts like it just feels like it, it meanders um you know in 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 the last third maybe um but other than that, like I'd much rather just in terms of, of comparing this to like other remakes uh, of the time, I would much rather watch this one. So I, I have a pretty favorable opinion of it, uh, just in terms of like where it sits in this franchise. Like it's probably like second or third for me. Okay, um, I'm on, I It's a little lower for me, but uh, I, I can acknowledge now with enough like perspective that even though it did kind of kick off that like look at this grizzly reboot, you know, kind of thing that was happening, I saw it in the theater and I walked away kind of going like, well, it felt like it did the franchise uh, uh, a service, you know, like it 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 uplifted a bunch of stuff. It had the same director of photography as the original one, Daniel Pearl, um, and I think you can see that in certain shots. But at the same time, he had also been dire- uh, uh, do- doing cinematography for music videos by and large ever since the first movie, and I think you can feel that when you watch the reboot because one thing that it does have that I don't feel like is necessarily in its favor. I mean, it looks produced. 
That can be a good thing. Like, it looks like a real movie, but it also looks like the set is dressed. It's weathered. It's, you know, it's there's an intention set to, like, create these shafts of light and everything. Like that. And it looks a little too staged for me to actually kind of, like, really inspire the gritty realism I think I was responding to when I first saw it. I think it is gritty. It is not real. I feel like it is, um, uh, I don't know, just a little too pretty in a weird way um but that i won't that doesn't make me hate it it just makes me think like that's not what texas chainsaw massacre was ever really about for me even effective shots that feel very mindfully put together you still get a sense of authenticity and and this also just because of like the the amount of backstory we get and the amount of kind of context we're given as to like who these kids are and where they're going and what their relationships are defined perfectly. If that's the kind of movie that a person is going to respond to positively, I'm not going to begrudge them that. But it's a, it takes out the mystery and it takes out that wonderful kind of eavesdropping feeling that I get when I'm like just in a van with a, with a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Um, only other thing I, I guess I can say. Yeah. No, no, I just on, on the heels <laughs> of that, I, I do want to say because that kind of this really did become a template for all the remakes that kind of had that glossy mm-hmm. uh, look. And, you know, we've commented on that about uh, Scream 4, um, you know, in, in other mm-hmm. conversations we've had because because yes. the, the cinematography and just like the overall look of that movie is so jarring from, like, from everything that, that came before it in the first three movies that this... Uh, you said was was Wes Craven's um, attempt to kind of recreate the look of remakes at the time. So I think that that's yeah. interesting that you say that because this like Texas Chainsaw Massacre really did put into motion of like how you know Dawn of the Dead, uh, mm-hmm. Black Christmas, uh, you know, just like any remake, Halloween even like that came after this was like we're gonna like make it look in a way like almost like pretty but also like like fake gritty like it's like it has a gritty look but yeah like yeah. it looks like a produced like really beautiful like look where like like in screen four where everything is so glossy and and yeah not appealing to look at actually but and last things i have to say about it are basically uh let's just take leatherface um we're now okay. the hewitts the the family is no longer sawyer. yeah now the family no longer sawyer <sighs> okay this is my problem with it <laughs> because I am terrified of Leatherface and Gunnar Hansen is and will forever be my Leatherface uh, for reasons I've already spelled out. What I don't like that this one does is, first of all, even though I like the fact that the hitchhiker is a victim this time, that's kind of cool. But the fact that she's sitting there like muttering to herself, he's a bad man. He's a bad man. And I remember the first time I saw it, I thought she's talking about Leatherface. Oh my God, this is going to be so terrible. No, I, I am convinced now that because she pulls a gun out of her cooch and because uh, Sheriff Hoyt comes over and takes it and when he discovers the body and puts it back in like a holster. And it's a total Hoyt move, it feels, to torture a pretty young girl, like, you know, to the point where she's like muttering to herself in the back of a van. Um, um, and even to like leave his gun there, if you know what I mean. Um, it's just, you lose something for me when Leatherface is kind of like the least terrifying character in that house. Um, because I feel like when Sally is going, <laughs> she's going because of what accumulatively happened to her from all of them. But Leatherface is the one who's probably going to like haunt her, her nightmares predominantly from then on, undoubtedly. I don't get that feeling 
from this particular Leatherface. Also because very much like we're talking about it being staged and being faking and everything like that, the face doesn't look like real skin to me. It looks like like it was made in a shop and like it's, you know, rubber and latex and that, you know, like they, that the actor had to take it off and breathe every now and then. And the fact that he's also... Even though they give one shot of him, like, kind of cowering behind a door, the rest of the movie, he's this big, imposing force. And that's not my Leatherface. My Leatherface is a victim himself. And that's what's so terrifying. So all that bothers me, I think, the most. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, I did want to ask you one question, just because this is kind of a tell for me with a lot of fans. How do you feel about the Kemper face mask reveal when Jessica Biel's in the car Aaron and she sees Kemper's no 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 face I know what you're talking about um yeah I hate it it's like one of my least favorite masks because it just it <laughs> looks so goofy um and I mean I, I know that okay. like Leatherface works fast you know he he's you know very proficient at making these masks and making them quickly as we've seen yeah. previously and we'll see again in, in future uh, installments uh, but I don't know it's just like like just seeing it it was it's just like the expression on the face and like. Yeah, yeah. Much, I find it much scarier when it's like, when there isn't like a distinctness to the face that he's wearing. It's just like, it's it's it, it, it's almost like it's more of his identity. Whereas this, I'm just looking at it just mm. like, oh, look, look at that. He's wearing the, the boyfriend's face. So um, yeah. I, it, okay, cool. That was something that like, even seeing it in the theater the first time, I, it was like, took me out of it a little. And it, like, I didn't, I know what they were trying to go for to like this horrifying reveal, but it didn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it didn't have that effect on me. See, I love asking that question because it's like a blue gold, a blue dress, gold dress moment for me where people are either like, oh my God, that was so chilling. What a horrible way to find out that your lover is dead. But, um, and I was actually in that camp. I'm still kind of like creeped out about it. Just about like Eric Balfour's face with other eyes looking out. It's just kind of scary because I love Eric Balfour. But um, other people feel the same way you do. I, I had a cousin who was the first one to lower the boom on me and just kind of go like, that was so stupid. Like, there's a reason they waited this long in the franchise to make a move like that because it's completely implausible and stupid and just, oh, you wouldn't recognize his face. It just went into a whole diatribe and I was like, wow, you really feel strongly about this. And most people have a strong opinion about that moment. So I just, that's why I wanted to ask you. I, uh, one thing I do want to say, to say? Um, <laughs> about the movies, I like the way that it was framed, uh, kind of like a documentary uh, Oh, even though we only see that oh. at the beginning and the end, but uh, yeah. I, I thought that was clever. Like I, I, I appreciated that aspect of it. Um, <laughs> I've just sort of like because it was it was sort of going with like the the popularity of the found footage thing, which I mean at that sure. point was only really like Blair Witch Project. Um, but I still mm-hmm. I liked it how they you know sort of kind of worked it in there, and not that I would ever want to see like a Blair Witch. Or like a found footage Texas Chainsaw, because I mean that would just be annoying. But oh, I at least like the fact that it was it was sort of like this thing in like the annals of like American crime of you yeah. know back at like this time like there were actually there something happened and the police went down there to investigate and they were attacked and this is the only known surviving footage of that incident. Like yeah. that was yeah. a little creepy, so I liked that about it. Um, and they brought John yeah, Larroquette yeah, Cat- back to narrate. Yeah, uh, and sorry, who <laughs> go on? John Larroquette, because he did the original narration in the opening of the first movie, where he's reading that scroll, and they brought him back to read the scroll for this one. That I kind of appreciate. Things like that. Um, I was like, okay, this was mindful. So I don't hate it, but I'm not like, go nuts about it. Um, I have alternate titles if you want to hear them. (laughs) Why did you pick so many? Okay, just go (laughs) (laughs) Because that was the the assignment. It It was one. It was one title, and you didn't even pick one for the first movie, so it's, you know... 
Because it's perfectly titled. Everybody mm-hmm. drools because that's all anybody does in that sequence where Hoyt is like holding the gun at Morgan's uh, or making Morgan hold the gun and they're in the dirt and everybody's just drooling. Anyway, um, misspent youth, just because it's something that Aaron says in the movie. Uh, Hillbilly horror hoedown. And the last one, slippery cellar psycho situation because that cellar is damp and I don't know why. Why is it damp so wet down dank. there? Yeah. Damp and um, dank. I'm just going to call this one Sweet Home Texas because the trailers, <laughs> and I think it's even Sweet in the movie, home, they're playing like Sweet Alabama. Home Alabama. And it's just like, yeah. why are you playing a song that's that has a completely different state in the title to like correlate yeah. with this movie? So I'm, so I'm going to change that and call it Sweet Home Texas. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The I'm beginning. <laughs> the beginning. <sighs> And I agree, I agree. I think that this is kind of the point where, I mean, uh, I'd say, like, out of everything that we've talked about before, like, the the third, like, Leatherface 3 was the worst one of that. This is the point in the franchise where it just kind of goes off the rails for me, and it just gets progressively, I don't even know if, like, worse or worse, because I still haven't, like, figured that out with with the the back half here. But my problem with this movie is that, okay, first of all, origin story. And it's like, I don't know what was the obsession with doing prequels at this time, where it's just like, nobody wants to go back. Like, there's nothing in this movie where things happen, and it's just like, I wasn't like, oh, so that's, like, explains that. Like, I never had these questions. It wasn't, that wasn't important to me. Um, But the thing that really kills me with this movie, or, like, really kills this movie for me um, it's just like how bleak it all is. Like there's still even like the the previous movies, even Leatherface three, like like to, to a certain extent, there there's a level of fun to it. Like not so much with yeah. that that third one, but like all the other ones, there's like fun. This movie is not fun at all. Like there there's not a single moment here where I'm just like enjoying the experience. Um, it's excruciating. Uh, I, I don't know, like, what the what the point of it at all is. Um, I just feel like they're, you know, kind of just doing the same things with, like, a, like the 2003 movie. Um, just, you know, creating that same atmosphere, but just in a, like, it just feels cheaper. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm just going to echo everything that you just said, basically, because ultimately, you're right. It answered all the questions I never had about <laughs> the reboot. Mm-hmm. And like, and also, it is it does such a lazy job at answering these questions like, well, how did Leatherface find his chainsaw? He, he found it. And how did Hoyt become, you know, sheriff? He killed the sheriff and he... You know, I mean, it's like, okay, and then and one more, th- oh, how did um, Uncle Monty, I guess the, the, the amputee, lose the double legs, amputee yeah. from the first movie, how did he lose his legs? Leatherface cut them off for an, uh, no reason. Ooh, I mean, there is nothing, I don't care. There's, and also, at least this I will say about the reboot, I feel like there were levels, like there was, not necessarily, I wouldn't call it fun necessarily, but I mean, they had some quips and they had some exchanges and it felt like there there were peaks and valleys and I can appreciate that. This movie, I feel like I'm continually inundated by the cinematography and the score. Um, but really, anytime we're with the Hewitts, there is like this this score going on that um, it's from the same person who did the reboot and I wrote his name down somewhere, I don't remember where, but... Um, 
I don't think it's his fault, but just the placement of it. Every time we are with the Hewitts, it's like, shing, whoa, whoa, whoa. Literally, Sheriff Hoyt is uh, hosing off the brothers, and it's treated with, like, the same grandiose, like, kind of, like, horror, look at what he's doing, as, like, any of the kills. And it's nothing. And there's no rest. And it's it just feels so artlessly thrown together yeah. also for me I, i've said this many times before um uh, and i'll say it many times from here on out on this podcast that just my opinion anguish does not equal horror and i wrote something else too i had enough time to write it and just because it's hard to watch as an audience member doesn't mean that the filmmakers did their job like i agree with you i feel like it's grueling i feel like it's just a lot of mental anguish and torture and not done in a way that is ever kind of like concerned with the audience's threshold you know like at a certain point the problem is when you're continually inundated without any kind of relief i'm not asking for relief because like i need relief but i need it just to actually feel what it is you're going for you can't just keep if you keep pummeling me eventually i'm not going to feel it anymore so that's how i feel about this movie it's it's just a very cynical (laughs) movie altogether and you know even the end where i get like the twist that she doesn't make it out which i mean like i guess like you could assume that since like there's the first movie takes place so many years later and they're still doing Mm -hmm. what they're doing that like nobody survived to to get out of it so it it just felt like like they they were going more for shock value of just like oh she's gonna get away and then just like no he was in the back seat so it, it, that felt stupid um the only the only thing that i will point out of uh, not even a positive is just more of a statement is that uh, matt bomer is in this uh yeah yeah he playing I, I guess is it eric is that the character's name I wrote it down, maybe. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> I don't think I wrote down names for this. Names don't it does matter. Not matter. But, but yeah, it was Matt Bowman. No. And, and then, of course, Jordana Brewster was... Uh, yes. Uh, Chrissy? I'm pretty sure that was what I it was. I don't care. Anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we got that. But yeah, this but, movie, um, this movie is yeah, it's definitely even, uh, in the, the back half. Like, a, you know... It's lower. Yeah. Uh, if, if Even Matt Bomer's beard. It's just like patchy. and It didn't, didn't look like, like him. I, did, I not... didn't recognize him at first. I had to like, I'm like, oh, holy shit. That's, that's, that's I mean, it's Matt not a Bomer. knock on him. He's fine. Oh, and one thing I did want to say, I would really like to see if anybody wants to put this together and send it to me, by all means, Edward is truth on Instagram. I would really like to see Uncle Monty's leg amputation scene re-edited with a comedic score and a laugh track because <laughs> I was like, this is fucking funny, but they're not playing it for laughs. They're trying to just like, oh, look how fucking big my dick is. The movie, like just, yeah, look at it. Look at it. And I'm, I'm not, I, I don't care. I've seen it. I don't need to look at it anymore. But if it were done with like a laugh track and like, I, I think yeah. it would help something. Could you imagine like um, just so any yeah. of these movies, like just take it out and like put like the little Seinfeld, like. I would love it. There's a way yeah. to do it. There's a, there's an art to that too. Um, I have totally. our alternate titles if you'd like to hear them because I don't really have anything um, else to say about this movie. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, okay, first one I thought of was Sheriff Hoyt Rising. Oh, because that's another thing. It's supposed to be this oh. like origin story, and yet it feels to, it feels like I'm centering on him more than anybody else. Um, so there's that. Oh, also didn't mention in the reboot they renamed him. The mom in the reboot at one point called him Junior. So now he's Junior instead of Leatherface because Leatherface is Tom. So more name swapping. So at least that ball is still going. Um, (laughs) And the other title I came up with 
was Vietnam was easier than this. <laughs> so. <laughs> I was oh, I was trying to think I was going to say something something to do with uh Vietnam but uh sorry. Uh, let's, let, no no that's okay. Let's just say um backseat drivers. <laughs> nice. I yeah. like it. Before we get into the next one, I just I want to ask you a question. Is there any point in this franchise where they do call him Leatherface? Oh, in the first movie, yeah. They call him Leatherface in the first movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they call him Leatherface. Both of both of the both the hitchhiker and the old man call him Leatherface mm-hmm. uh, when okay. they get into the house. Like when after he does that incredible scene, like with the dust, it looks like smoke, but it's dirt, like in the headlights, and he's beating. Yeah. Edwin Neal, and then they get back, and he's just like, "Look what your brother did to the door!" Hey, Leatherface, come! On. They they call him Leatherface. Yeah. yeah okay. okay. So yeah, it happens. So and now we're probably on a few to other times. 3D. Yes. And oh God, fuck. I <laughs> go for it. This okay to me. This is like the Halloween resurrection of the Texas Chainsaw <gasps> franchise. Hateful. Go on. I don't know. Like, you, I mean, you can try to defend this. I and you know, I'm I'm not gonna really like go too much into like the timeline discrepancy, uh, because obviously, yeah. as we know, like they did not do their homework with this one in terms no. of just like figuring out the like the the, the passage of time uh, throughout the years of of where yeah. our characters would be, especially like just considering the the present day technology that the people are using with their their phones and stuff. Like, you know, clearly, like this is. 40 years yet your your main character is in her 20s but uh i don't know like for me i i guess it, it, it's just it was stupid it was just so stupid and you could tell like they, they put like little things in there like obviously they did bring back gunner hansen and you had marilyn burns in these in these little like thankless cameos and they were doing like they're like the passcode to the, to get into the gate is uh, zero eight um, whatever like one the, nine the, yeah nine one nine just because it was like and he's like if you need to remember it just think of it like a date August nineteenth mm-hmm. which is like on August nineteenth uh, blah 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 the morning it was the final morning yeah so the final it's, morning yeah I I don't know it, it seemed like they were putting the effort in but they just Maybe it was, like, the time it came out. They were still, like, doing stupid shit. So, But just being, like, 3D technology and all that. And uh, I, one thing I will say, though, that, you know, maybe keeps this movie from not being at the very bottom for me, um, because this is so stupid, is just the fact that it kind of starts off like you'd expect it to be, you know, the, the typical, like, we're going on a road trip. And from where it starts off mm. to where it goes is completely different so it does subvert expectations a little bit in that regard but i just like everything within this movie is so stupid that i i hate it (laughs) (laughs) okay um thank you um because i saw it in the theater i saw it in the theater that january release uh i did not know it was a direct sequel to the original, basically. I mean, in terms of like, it opens with the footage of the original movie. I was just kind of like, wait, what's going on? And then, uh, I feel like I knew exactly what I was in for when we found ourselves in the first movie house with all this family that was not present at all in the first movie. And I'm like, yeah. so you retconned all, or not even retconned, like completely removed 
the existence of like all of these sequels potentially. And you, the, you're making a mistake right out of the gate by just throwing the, a population of Sawyers in this house. Gunnar Hansen is not Leatherface. Bill Mosley is playing the cook. What is happening? <laughs> and from then on, I was just kind of like, oh, this is going to be batshit. So I think because I took that and watched it the rest of the movie through that lens, every time there was some kind of inconsistency or stupid mistake or a seeming oversight, I will just laughed. Because you're right, there, um, Verna Sawyer actually, her tombstone reads that she died in 2012. So it is absolutely confirmed that this is happening, you know, uh, some four, four decades after the original movie. Yet Alexandra Daddario was 26 years old uh, when they were shooting it in 2012. So, okay, so there's that. But um, I don't know, I just, there's so much... Oh, okay, I, I just wrote, I love the moody shot of Verna's reflection as um, Heather, another Heather for the franchise, um, is looking at, at, at the, like the photo of her and she's sharing the reflection and it's like this ghoulish kind of like, come, be a Sawyer. It is so cheesy. Um, I love Verna's, we don't know it yet, It's I guess it's her unearthed body because uh, 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 now Jed has unearthed her body from the coffin, which is where Heather hides later and brought the body up. But we think maybe it's a ghost or I don't know what the fuck we're supposed to think it is. Um, I love uh, that Leatherface scares away a saw pig at the fucking carnival. <laughs> Just kind of like, this is a real I noticed massacre. That, yeah. This is a real saw. We owned the saw first. I love that. Um, I love that he can throw a chainsaw at the screen and vanish. Uh, and when that happened in 3D, I have a chainsaw thing too. I don't like them. So when the chainsaw came at me off screen, I screamed out loud, louder than I have probably in any theater oh ever at, for a long time. Like, ah! one of those screams. <laughs> and then, um, but I love that he's just kind of gone. He's this giant man and now he's gone. I love that Heather is left alone with a literal box of backstory, immediately shifting her allegiance back to the Sawyers. And she writes, I guess in lipstick, murderer. I honestly, like, it was really annoying that they had this thing at the beginning where the, the, uh, the guy who was handling the estate was like, here's this letter you need to... Every, all the information is in there. So what does she do right yeah. away? She puts the letter aside and doesn't fucking look at it until later. Yeah. Um, so it's just yeah. like, it's one of those things where it's just like, we're going to purposefully like allow this movie to happen when it didn't need to. Um, so it just, yeah, that pissed me off, but yeah, please continue. Um, I also, I have so much more I could say, but I don't, I'm not going to, cause I'm going to take up too much time. I'm just going to yeah. say I have an absolutely visceral reaction to watching Leatherface get fucking hate crimed. Like, I am not happy. I'm not a happy camper because, like I said uh, before, he's a victim. It's not his fault that he d is the way he is or that he does the way the things he does. It's because of the environment in which he was yeah. raised, I believe. Um, because there is, yeah. I do believe there's a struggle in him and a, and a conflict and a, and a loyalty to his family. Yeah. So when I, I see him robbed of all of that and then just beat up by these people who are horrible, it really bothered yeah. me in a good way, in a cinematic that's, that's, way. That's the interesting thing about this movie is that it kind of makes him the good guy. Like, it makes the Sawyers the good guys here. Um, so I, that's interesting. There's there's definitely a social commentary on, on that. <laughs> um, but I... Yeah. 
I don't know. I still think that this is the Halloween resurrection of uh, of the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. Because the entire time I was watching this, all I could think of was like, I could be watching Halloween Resurrection right now. And that is well, not something okay. that I often think about. <laughs> I like to avoid well, maybe that, that has to. Right, but maybe that has to do with your affinity for Michael Myers or something. Even though you know, even though he looks silly, but she's because this is the thing about like Leatherface. Also, like I mean, I cry in this movie. I cry when he comes back. You know, like he and um, Alexandra Daddario are like walking back. You know, not together because they don't. They're still. You know, they're just like putting things together. But I see an old, tired, in pain and vulnerable Jed now mm-hmm. walk into the kitchen and just sit down oh i might cry but i just just seeing this old man who has never known any better than doing what he does and he's just looking and the actor who plays him is dan yeager who plays leatherface in this movie he's just looking at alexandra daddario heather and you just can see this one eye and it's glistening it's like welling up as he looks at her with such vulnerability, and she's looking at him, and her eyes are welling up too. Because I don't think either of them do a bad job playing these parts either. But at that particular moment, I'm watching a character who has never really experienced on screen true affection from anybody, or you know, uh, or where his vulnerability has even really kind of like been welcomed, except arguably stretch. But she's really just trying to manipulate him and get out. Um, but. So just to see him actually share a tender moment with someone who he now knows as family, and that mm. flips the switch, and now, oh, now I have to protect you. I tried to kill you so much, sorry. But it still moves me just to see this character that I'm terrified of in a moment of absolute disarmament, and then immediately when she tries to, like, touch him, you know, he grabs the hand and is just kind of like, there's a line, you know, like, we're family. I'm not ready for this kind of you know, affection, and then he leaves. And I don't know. I didn't, I mean, I did not interpret I any loved of that, it. I loved that way. It. I just saw more of like, you know, he was like this lost puppy dog, and it was like, you know, Verna had taken care of him for as long as she could, yeah. and then it was sort of like, you need to take care of me now. So he was just kind of like, mm. what? where do we go from here? And then like, she was going to yeah. take on that role. That's that's kind of all I got out of it. Um, but It totally works on me. Totally works anyway. on me. And I cried. Um, I cried again last night. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, alternate titles? Yeah. Alternate titles. I have SJS, Social Justice Sawyer. Uh, <laughs> I've also got Highfalutin Hypocrisy House Party. And my favorite, Night of the Living Jed. Um, I was going to call it... Um, um, uh, my Cousin Levy. <laughs> okay nice yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, that's all I have to say you, I could say again I could has... do a whole pod on this movie alone do you think has yeah it's yeah, cute um, um, I, I could I, say so much more about this movie I'm but sure I'm not going to <laughs> but, okay so let's get to the last freaking movie here with Leatherface um, I don't really have much to say I'm just okay this does not feel like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie to me at all um, I I would have much preferred if like we didn't need another origin story like i thought that was stupid um if they were gonna go with uh, like the whole thing with uh, heather now being his caretaker i would have rather seen like the continuation of that and where it went because there was yeah. a lot of um, like unfinished business in that 3d movie not that i ever needed to see a, a continuation of that but if they were going to make 
a movie connected to that, like I'd rather yeah. do a sequel than a prequel because obviously, like I'm right. anytime, like like every time, do a fucking sequel rather than a prequel. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was stupid. I didn't like the characterization of Leatherface in this, uh, just in terms of like who he was before, because it makes absolutely no sense uh, in terms of of where mm-hmm. he goes after this. Um, so yeah, I'm just I, this this one to me was. It, it's very forgettable. I don't even, I don't know if it's the worst, but it's, uh, it, it just, it, it's one that I probably will never watch again. I felt like they were, they're trying to build mm-hmm. up this like mystery or a twist that just never really worked anyway. Well, just because it's continuing the timeline from the last movie, I'll bring this up. Texas Chainsaw 3D for me feels like, you know, it got every, a lot of shit wrong, but it feels like it was at least made with heart. It didn't feel like a big corporate kind of like grab. Uh, I get a lot from it. Um, I don't get that from Leatherface 2017. Um, I just wrote, it's one thing to have some dysfunctional patterns put into motion when he's a child, Leatherface, Jed, mm-hmm. um, to establish like tribalism and denial at an early age. But it's an entirely other thing to depict this family of origin as having always been complete on brand batshit. Like the fact that they're like training him and recruiting him to kill. I always got the feeling from the first movie and from the early sequels that this was a family that was that might have could have been once normal maybe even once great and then slowly as the voices of reason started to die off madness took over and then suddenly we have like the mad people raising the younger ones but i felt like that really started with those that core group of the brothers like you know i thought with the absence of, like, a female influence or the absence of, you know, like, a town that's, like, dying around them or whatever, which I'd never even really thought about that, but it's in this movie. I still... Something about it feels completely implausible. The fact that Verna was, like, this... She seemed to be such a tender soul in her golden years, and now we're seeing Lily Taylor with her arms crossed going, like, you judging my boy? You know? And I'm just like, what is happening? When it was Marilyn Burns, it was was a much uh, nicer (laughs) version. When she was dead... Um, That said... (laughs) She was nice. yeah. yeah. Also, I always, I've seen it like four times now, this movie. I always forget Stephen Dorff is in this, but I never forget Lily Taylor is in it. So take from that what you will. Um, uh, uh, um, okay. And also, this happened with the beginning also. You mentioned it as far as origin story. Um, this is something I noticed that actually really pissed me off. Because you have this legendary horror character with Leatherface in any of these movies and what so many of these movies are assigned the task of is telling his origin story. And yet they make a movie about literally anybody else. This is one of the most interesting <laughs> slashers, like, in the history of the subgenre. And, and he's literally from, I'd say, three, uh, you know, Leatherface 3 on, where he's largely sidelined too. He is the cover he is the movie poster for every one of those movies that mm-hmm. follows. He's the draw. We're fascinated by him. We're going to keep going and seeing movies that have a Leatherface. I mean, he's the it's, only through line family member that is in every single movie. It's almost kind of like the so, Hellraiser franchise, um, just in terms of, because, mm. like, <laughs> I won't go too much into the Hellraisers, but, um, you know, even in the first one, like, the, yeah. the Cenobites weren't really, like, the main focal point of the movie. But once you get into, like, yeah. five and onwards, like, all of those were spec scripts that were turned into Hellraiser movies. So Pinhead is never really 
like in it as much as as yeah. like you would expect, especially since like Pinhead is always on like the cover of all these movies. So that's kind of like maybe why because I, I know that like Leatherface and and Pinhead are considered to be like on a lower echelon as as compared to Michael Freddy and Jason and it's probably because of mm-hmm. like bullshit like this where it's like where they were misused and mishandled and improperly mm. advertised um but I I, yeah. I I get what you're saying because I I noticed that too like especially in terms of like the the two origin chapters where it felt like we're putting more attention onto these and not necessarily less interesting family members but just like family members who don't really matter outside of the movie that they're in so it's like why do we need to why are we creating a, an origin story for a char- for a brand new character when you already have this pre-existing one and also this movie has Drayton and Nubbins in the movie and I think Grandpa, arguably. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, none of them dominate the screen like at any particular point. They're there. Yeah. and <laughs> But we get... What do we get? We get, like, the fucking nurse. We get Clarice. And we get fucking Ike. And we get... Oh, that's another thing. The fucking twist. The fact that we're led to believe that, you know, because they all don't have their real names when they come into mm-hmm. the asylum or whatever, the sanitarium. So they all change these other names. So we're led to believe that the big guy is... It's the most... I never, yeah, I, I never for a second, like, I always knew that it was going to be the, the, uh, Jackson, I guess, because of that line at the beginning yeah. where, where they, like, you know, if they had just not put that line in there where, like, people didn't have their names, I would have probably yeah. assumed that, that the bigger guy was Leatherface. Um, but yeah, yeah, the whole thing, it was just like the, the characterization of, of Leatherface, pre-Leatherface, uh, compared to, now Leatherface, it, it didn't add up for me, and uh, I don't know. Yeah. I will say, like, it, this was a very the, violent movie. Like, they, they kind of went there with some of the, the gore. Um, yeah. But, I'm like, that's not really the most important aspect of these movies to me, so... I don't know. This, that's not this what is... put Texas Chainsaw Massacre on the map was gore. It was all yeah. implied. But for some reason, why does Clarice have to be astride the corpse of a guy who committed suicide while she's getting fucked from behind by Ike in that trail? Like, it's just, it's like, again, look how creepy I am. Look how gross I can be. They're going to climb inside of a cow. I don't yeah. care. I really, The only saving grace for me uh, is like a, a, a few sprinklings. Like there's one line where they're sitting in the diner Right before they they start doing their robbery or whatever and going nuts and killing people. Yeah, Yeah, right. Where he's sitting there and Jackson is sitting with the nurse and he says, I I wish this was just normal. I wish we were just here at a diner. I wish I was someone else. And I'm like, that feels like a Leatherface line. See, you should have gone more in that direction. I mean, we don't need all this like bait and switch and like, oh, you thought it was this guy the whole time, but it's really this guy. It's like, I don't care. And the only other thing that I kind of like that saves, that keeps the movie from being the absolute bottom of the barrel for me with this franchise is um, I can dig kind of the end because at least something's happening where I'm like, oh, look, a guy who's walking like Leatherface and has his face all jacked up is like, I mean, he doesn't have a face on yet, but he's got his face jacked up. He's carrying a chainsaw. He's chasing someone in the woods. And then later he sews a face and everything and is putting it together. And he's not doing it in like a a necessarily grisly kind of way. Like he's doing it with a sewing machine with a very kind of like quiet refinement with nice music playing. That's what chills me. Like that, more of that would have been great. That's that's the whole problem with with prequels in in general. It's just like you're, 
making a movie that's not the movie that it should be and then giving us that movie in like the last five minutes. Um, so, and especially, and, and this is also like another, it's like the M. Night Shyamalan like movie thing where it's like <laughs> we're gonna, the entire movie yeah. is predicated on a plot twist. Um, uh, and of course that's, you know, not knowing which one he is. So yeah, it was, it was dumb. Alternate title? No. You don't have one? Alternate titles, um, I do, I do, because uh, I had a lot of time. So I wrote <laughs> Rural Interrupted um, because of the Bonnie and Clyde angle. Yeah, thank you. Because of the Bonnie and Clyde angle, I did two takes on Bonnie and Clyde because they're like, you know, not you know on the run from the law and everything. So I wrote Yanni and Fried because that's how I feel when I watch this piece of shit. Um, and then I thought to describe... You know, uh, the char- character we're supposed to believe is Leatherface. What is Leatherface? He's brawny and wide. And I have two more. Hillbilly hostage hijinks. And my favorite, one poo over the cuckoo's nest. Gross. Um, Thank you. Very nice. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to call it <laughs> Asylum. Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> Asylum. You know, just... You know keep, what? Keep, that, 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 that was kind of my approach to the, this alternate title. It's just like... Give it like keep the the Texas Chainsaw, but then just give us one word or two or three or whatever, just to to identify what it is outside of the rest yeah. of the movies. Um, so I I'm I not took gonna, too I'm, much inspiration from yeah. I'm not I took too much inspiration to... from Liza. No, go ahead. <laughs> I took too much inspiration from Liza Minnelli when she was told about like the pre- the premise for Cabaret by Candor and Ebb, and she was yeah. like, "Well, what are we going to do? A musical about Nazis? We're going to call it Nifty Nazi Follies." That's what I had in my head while I was watching these movies. What's like a Texas Chainsaw take on Nifty Nazi Follies? Anyway, go on. I'm sorry. I was just going to say I'm not going to get you to rank these because I'm not even going to rank them at this point. But at least tell me which which is your least favorite. Uh, least favorite is the beginning. Li- like the beginning. there's literally nothing redeeming about Texas Chainsaw Massacre the beginning for me outside of one thing I think uh, it was the fact that there was a chainsaw on the floor <laughs> and they threw the biker on it and yeah. he died that way rather than like running him over and Who I was, was just kind of like okay, that was the that guy from was... Oz <laughs> from like the prison show oh was off. it yeah I forget his name but he's, oh he's my been god in a bunch of I, like, I recognized him immediately um I, okay. I still I think that I'm probably gonna go with three because it's it's the most forget but mm. it's a it's a tough one I, I tentatively right now I'll, I'll say it's the third one for me um, okay but anyway that's that's all we have in, until the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre comes out so that's gonna bring us to yes. the cherry picker. Yes! Now, last week we did Valentine, and yeah. uh, I chose Jason Marquette, who was mm-hmm. uh, Catherine Heigl's date at the beginning of the movie, and he showed up uh, again later on at the uh, the art exhibit, and you chose mm-hmm. Detective Vaughn, and uh, this is interesting because... Well, first of all, I just want to point out that the community tab on the Cherry Picker channel here is not active yet. Um, I guess it takes you, mm. you it's only becomes active when you hit 500 subscribers. And at the time of this recording, we're at 1,000. Okay. But then it takes a week after that to, to go into effect. So hopefully oh, by the time okay. this 
uh, episode uh, comes available, it will be there and I'll have the vote on there. Otherwise, the only other way to vote is on my Instagram uh, channel and or Instagram account and also on Patreon if you're a, a patron supporter. And that, I was going to say this is interesting because I have two different polls here of... Uh, uh, diff where they go different ways. So uh, on Patreon, uh, Jason Marquette got two votes and Detective Vaughn got five. So hey. uh, I know that you've, you've said before that my, uh, my Patreon supporters are biased <laughs> to me and, and only vote uh, in my favor. And that is not true uh, as evidenced by this. But on Instagram... It, uh, it told a different story because we had 126 for Jason Marquette and 77 wow. for Detective Vaughn. So we have in, wow. in total Jason Marquette with 128 to Vaughn's 82. I don't know if you wanted to add wow. anything else. Uh, I'm appalled, but appalled. <laughs> but okay, whatever. I concede. <laughs> Peacefully. I mean, they're both they're both appalling characters. I, I think one is just. Just, I just he didn't die, you know. I think that, that and that's kind of like where I go with my choices a lot of the uh, times. Like I look for who didn't die, who should have, and I I don't think it's I'm gonna stray from that uh, for the Texas Chainsaw franchise cherry picker sure. because I'm gonna choose <laughs> the character and uh, from Texas Chainsaw 3D. His name was Deputy Carl Hartman. Uh, who was mm. the, the, the Scott Eastwood character. Um, and I mean, my reason, but the main reason is that he didn't die. And I think that this is like, because he was basically set up to be like, we really hate this guy. Like he, he deceived Heather um, through like flirtation. And, yeah. you know, like once he got her into the car at the end, took her somewhere against her will, tied her up inside that, barn and like you know took her, like opened her shirt that was another like in in that scene where she like that was disturbing where he had the chainsaw and the open shirt i didn't like that like yeah. normally like things like that don't like gross me out or anything but that particularly uh, like that upset me um but out, like outside of that it's just like we we see him when like his father pulls up and the other guy and he's just out there like smoking a cigarette as villains do and what do they do? They're just like, all right, get out of here. And like, no, you be like, we're going to need your help in there because, because you don't know this, but Leatherface is going to, uh, no, not even Leatherface. I would have liked it if Heather, you know, was the one to, to do him in. So just the fact that he, he went on to live another day and that day never came because the next movie decided to be a prequel. That is, that is the greatest offense. So I think that, you know, he, deserve to die the most out of ever and, and it's hard because there's a lot of like despicable people in this franchise but that one just came to mind there are most. so i'm going with deputy carl okay yeah. um and also just before i give my cherry picker mm. i just thought of another alternate title for texas chainsaw 3d mm. he heatherface <laughs> that I was right there oh my god that's so good <laughs> That is a good one. I'm I'm very impressed with with that, and that's the only good. way I'm, I'm going to refer to that character from now on is Heather. <laughs> oh 
Oh my god. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yes, please do. Please do. Because we're going to talk more about her. But um, <laughs> And okay, for my... I, I, I don't do the who didn't die, who deserved to die. Uh, sometimes I do. But in this case, somebody I think died? I mean, I don't even remember. I forget this movie every, like two days after I've seen it. Um, so I don't even remember exactly what happens to him. But I'll say Alfredo from Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw mm. Part 3. Just because I don't... He's the character I'm the least comfortable around. And that is saying something in a franchise that has a Sheriff Hoyt. And that has a fucking uh, Ike in uh, in Leatherface 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like any of them. But um, I do like Arlie Ermey as an actor. And I like the actor who played Ike. I don't like this actor who played Alfredo. He, it's, it's, it's not like a good enough... It's not a bad performance. Like it's effective. But it's not a good enough performance that I can detach and go like... What a good actor. It's just, like, good enough to, like, get under my skin and bother me with all of his little kind of, like, space invasion, the fact that he's watching her pee, the fact that he's he feels justified in everything that he does. He just feels like such, uh, uh, I, 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 just like the worst thing about the world at large. So Alfredo, part three, gross. Just he's also gross. He's also just, like... Like taking all like the the shitty parts of like previous characters and and putting them into a new one. Like there's nothing original about him. Um, no, and he's also just like a really his appetites are all even more base level. Like like hitchhiker. There's an innocence to him. I like the the fact that he reminds me of a puppy dog that just doesn't know not to jump up on you. And same thing with like I said with Baba. Like that could have been really perverse. Him like pushing his chainsaw uh, like teeth into uh, like well, not into but onto uh, stretches cooch and everything like that. But I watch it and I'm just kind of like. Oh, kid. And because she's not, like, doing the typical thing, like, going, oh, my God. Oh, my God. She's actually like, oh, oh, I have a way out here. Okay, cool. You you good? Are you good? And I'm like, yes, strategy. But this guy, I wouldn't want anybody to try and, like, kind of use Alfredo to get, because, no, because there's no, he's too, he's too irredeemable and disgusting there. I, I mean, it's not, I also that. just think he's, like, really <laughs> annoying. Like, I, just every moment that he was on screen, I was just like, I'd rather oh. be like, why yeah. are we watching one of the other characters? Uh, like, give us more Little Girl, give us more Viggo Mortensen, or even the mom. And I'm assuming that was Bruna yeah. in, in part three. I, honestly, I, I, like I feel, Verna like proxy I said, or something. How could it be? I mean, but I don't know. But maybe it was his mom. But also, again, inbreeding. We don't know who's related <laughs> to who and how. People thought when the first Texas Chainsaw got released that the cook, the old man, because yeah. he was he seemed so much older than Leatherface, and even though we never see Leatherface's face, but he seems so much older than the other two. They thought he was their father, yeah. and I'm like, well, he could have been their father brother. I mean, we don't know, but I'm not going to get into the weeds of yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, those those <laughs> there are, you go, folks. Those are your picks. You've got. Uh, <laughs> Deputy Carl Hartman or Alfredo. And you can vote on uh, the cherry picker on YouTube in the community tab. If it's there, hopefully it will be. If not, um, I'm going to, uh, you know, just follow me on Instagram, Retro Bitch Face. Uh, I, I post the poll on Friday. And obviously those things only last 24 hours. So, you know, you don't want to miss it. That's why, you know, I want it on the, the YouTube one because, you know, that'll go as long as we need it to. Um, mm-hmm. And also uh, your Instagram. You don't do the, the poll over there. But uh, if you want people to, 
to know where to find you. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to follow me, Edward is truth, one word. That's my handle. Yeah. Go for it. And also, uh, if you would like to support this podcast on Patreon, we also have the poll on there. And you'll also get to see these episodes or listen to these episodes, uh, depending on if you're watching or listening, uh, on the Friday before it's released, because we normally release them publicly on Tuesday. So you'll get a good head start on everyone. And uh, with that, I I do want to just shout out some new patrons uh, in the last week that we've had. So uh, welcome aboard Isaac Salazar, Josh Harris, Andre Felix, and Dookie Blair. So welcome all. And actually, and Andre Felix is also our editor of these. So um, thank you you to Andre for that as well. And thank you, uh, Andre. Yeah, that's super awesome of him. Uh, Next week, we're going to be covering. Do you want to let them know? Do you remember? Ready or not. Ready or not. That's the title, you right? Say, you say it like it's a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, because I it's been a while since I've seen this, and I haven't watched it since uh, the new Scream. And, you know, just mm-hmm. knowing, uh, you know, it's the same directors, just kind of like see if I am watching it in a new lens now that uh, that we're doing that. So, yeah, if you, uh, you want to, you know, keep up to date with us, you know, watch that movie this week, and, and we'll be back to discuss it next week. And... Uh, I I think that's all there is to say. I probably forgot something, but um, yeah, (laughs) we'll be right back.